news headlines of the day from CMR. Exclusively on Kiss FM by J. Michael Fashion for everyone. Good morning, Sandy. Hey, good morning, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing? Have a good Mother's good. Day. Yes, it was good. Thank you. Excellent. Perfect. So you've awesome. got another robbery in Red Bay? Unfortunately. Do we know uh, what food truck it was? Um, I think there's only one at the moment in Red Bay. Alex so, um, there's a couple on the way. There's the one over by the brewery. No, well, I don't. Is there's that... one that's across from the jerk stand hmm. at a playhouse. Uh, and then there's Alakabob. I, I think it's probably Alakabob. Hmm. But um, I guess we can we can try to verify. But the police didn't say. They did okay. not say um, which one. But I assumed it was Alakabob. I don't know. I always think of that as being West Bay proper. So, yeah, it's unfortunate because I think if it's them, this has got to be at least the fourth or fifth time by now, which is so sad, really. It's hard in a business to have to deal with those types of things, you know? Yeah. Seems like that that area is very concentrated with uh, armed robberies yeah, right I, now. I would yeah, assume I, I police would start patrolling a lot yeah, more. Get the Burger King, the, the, yeah. uh, the gas the, station. The Rubis, I mean, the food I, truck. They should be taking the boats down the canals. They should be pulling all over the streets. live in the area. Well, obviously. Um, so that's why they should patrol all the streets. Maybe look for a silver Honda Fit. <laughs> all right. So um, a woman who was injured. Yeah. A woman who was injured in a fatal crash is suing the police. Uh, she claims that because the police um, started a police chase, they're at fault for her injuries and for the document, for the documents, for the accident. Was she the one they were chasing? Um, she was a passenger oh, in the okay. vehicle. Um, and it's Paris Ebanks, who's 26 years old. She was a passenger in the rear of the 2003 green Honda Accord. And it was being driven by Tarek Crawford when police stopped him at a checkpoint back in January of 2021. A uh, chase ensued, and now she is um, trying to sue them. We'll see how that goes. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Um, it's 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 happened before, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. How uh, was the outcome before? They actually won. The the um, the injured parties won. Yeah. So a man who was convicted in the um, in the check in robbery lost his appeal. He was seeking to have his sentence reduced from 14 years in prison for the 2018 robbery at the um, check-in grill restaurant, and his application was denied uh, to appeal the length of his sentence. So Odin Ebanks will be spending time in jail for robbery, possession of a firearm with intent to commit an offense, unlawful use of a firearm, and possession of a prohibited weapon. Wow. And so, yep, yeah, he's going to be there for a minute. How long? How long does he get? Well, he had 14 years in total. Okay. Um, but you know, he only served 60% of that. So yeah, they gotta start getting harder on these uh on these criminals that are, you know, because then they get out and they start Dude, robbing yeah. again and yep. slap yeah. on the wrist. You need to have like a three strike rule, I think. Three yeah. strikes and you're gonna spend, you know, you're gonna look at a life sentence. Um, in other court news, EMT Salvin Caballero was found guilty of sexual assault. Uh, we've been monitoring this case for quite some time, 41 years old. And he was found guilty of indecent assault on a female child under the age of 12 by a judge alone trial. So I was very pleased to see the outcome of this. Um, Justice Wood delivered the jury verdict on Thursday, and his bail was extended as he waits a sentencing hearing in August. Mm. So I'm surprised he's still in bail. But anyway, 
we'll keep you guys updated on this one for sure. All right. We'll catch Sandy's show coming up on Bobo 89.1 FM. And we'll see you tomorrow for Wednesday headlines. Have a good one. Fantastic. Have a good one. Good morning, everyone. I'm going to take a minute here to just get our bearings. Yeah, we got about 30 seconds left, and then we shall begin. Hope everyone had a fabulous weekend. Let me grab some links. Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold hard truth Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live, direct It's the cold hard truth Now, now Join the conversation on 345 936 2626. That number again is 345 936 2626. Sunshine, time to wake up. How are you guys doing today? Happy Tuesday. I got to keep it straight in my head. It is not Monday. It's Tuesday today. Ay, ay, ay. We got to get with the program. It's it's hard when we have all these extra holidays thrown in there. But I know um, y'all seem to be loving the holidays, but I tell you what, it does not make one iota of a difference for me uh, one way or another, whether it's Monday or Tuesday, because you guys still be blowing up my phones. Listen, all right, I'm going to complain a little bit this morning, and then we're going to talk about people who complain about or cave people, Caymanians against virtually everything. We're going to talk about them as well. So <laughs> where, where do we get, begin with my complaints? All right. So, um, you know, I think maybe I've trained y'all bad, and this is completely my fault. I got to take some responsibility for this. But some of y'all just are a little bit... Uh, you know, um, you're a little bit spoiled about when you can have access to me. I had to laugh at Miss Stacy because Miss Stacy said to me the other day, um, someone was making a request for, um, you know, some food. And I said, all right, um, this person's in need of food. We're going to see what we can do. So I don't have time to honestly go grocery shopping for myself, much less for you. So, you know. It's, it's not really going to happen if I have to do it. And uh, although I did make it to the grocery store briefly yesterday, 
And so I'm asking Miss Stacy to give a helping hand here. Help me out and go grocery shopping for this individual. So the person set their list. Last week, they're like, oh, no, they have another engagement on Friday. So Miss Stacy was like, what? She said, listen to me. <laughs> Even Miss Stacy getting sick of y'all now. She's like, there's no way that someone could really be in need of food. And we are able to go and get it today. And you're saying, no, you're busy. You have another appointment. You have to go here, there, and everywhere. She's like, if you want food, you take it when you can get it. So then the person was like messaging yesterday, a public holiday, if anybody was going to bring them food. And I was like, no, TD, that not happening. So Miss Stacy made the following observation. She's like, obviously, these people think that you're their MP <laughs> and um, that, you know, you, you, there's no limit. And I said, well, praise the Lord, I'm not. Um, and so, you know, I can tell them, no, I can tell them the cold hard truth and don't feel no way about it. Cause I ain't begging nobody for nothing. And I got to beg nobody for vote. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, sometimes y'all are a little bit ridiculous. I saw a gentleman sending me these voice notes that were like 10 minutes long. And, uh, this was on mother's day, by the way. And he kept messaging. And I think he even called like once or twice. I was like, who the hell is this person? Right. I've never seen them message me before. So it's not someone that I've ever engaged in a conversation with before. And um, I was thinking to myself, this must be an emergency if you keep sending voice notes and calling. So I started listening to the first one. And by the second word, second word, he was popping off with the F word. I just went ahead and, and paused it. And I said, not on Mother's Day, honey, chill. We're not going to do that today. So I messaged him. I replied back. Oh, I need you to talk about this topic. I said, sir, today is Mother's Day. I'm off today, okay? I will not be reading any messages and listening to any novel, long, ridiculously long voice notes. So uh, I'm taking the day off, brother. He's like, oh, okay. I was like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? Seriously? No, sir? Mm-mm. Yeah, I said, it's Mother's Day. Not really reading any messages today. One message was seven minutes and 10 seconds, 16 seconds, eight minutes and 16 seconds, nine minutes and 23 seconds, two minutes and four seconds, one minute and 20 seconds. All of this sent back to back to back to back on Mother's Day. I'm like, y'all y'all need to get a clue. So this is my complaint for the day is please be a little bit respectful just because you send a message doesn't mean that I have to listen to it. But if you see that I don't answer your call or I don't listen to your message, understand that there's a reason why. Mother's Day, I didn't do much of anything. I just spent the time with family. We didn't even go out. We were going to see about going out somewhere and breakfast something. We didn't even do that, Tony Shell. I was like, you know what? Just let me relax. Let me kick up my feet on the sofa for a minute. That's all I wanted to do for Mother's Day. So give me a minute to be able to do so. Yeah, some of y'all ridiculous, and I will tell you if you're ridiculous, okay? All right, that's all I'm going to complain about this morning. One weekend with Zeus, we're still trying to potty train him, and I've learned a very, very important lesson, folks. This reminds me of raising your kids. If you start them out on the wrong foot, even a week into their life, it takes a minute to correct it. So, you know, when we first got him a week ago, uh, first couple of days, I was letting him go in the bathroom, go to the bathroom in the backyard. 
Um, backyard is like fenced in. And I, I still have to tell you that I have, I have a lot of anxiety. I've never been a, a person who's like anxious or nervous about anything. Um, but now I certainly can appreciate a little bit what people go through when they have anxiety attacks, because I do have anxiety about the dogs on the one side um, who killed Coco. I mean, like real anxiety. Like when I walk by that house now, I feel like physically different. Right. Um, and I'm very, very um, apprehensive about the, the whole situation because I don't want to repeat because God knows my response to repeat is not going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Nothing was done to the dogs. Nothing was done to the owner. I think the police are slack um, in reference to this sort of thing. I think the agriculture department who animal control falls under is slack. You know, I'm of the opinion that any dog who bites another animal, another a human, and definitely kills anything should be put down. No questions asked. This is a policy that they have in a lot of places in the States. And I'm of the opinion this is exactly what should happen. And there are people who are animal lovers who are like, oh, but Sandy, it's not the dog, it's the, it's the people. And I'm like, listen, sometimes you can have a bad dog, right? Now you think that people wouldn't get dogs that they can't control, but there are times when people don't even know how bad their dogs are until a serious incident happens. And once it happens, there should be no negotiating. Um, oh yeah, I'm gonna put it down. Oh no, I'm not. The, the authority should take the dogs away, put them down, no questions asked, end of story. And I really hope the government listens because this is something that needs to be uh, amended and changed in the animal law, right? So um, I, I'm very, very apprehensive. So I first started letting him go in the backyard. And then, you know, I was like, okay, let me start to walk him, like properly walk him, leash train him, this sort of thing. Well, the last couple of days has been challenging to say the least. We started on Saturday and I tell you, was it Saturday? I think it was Saturday. And man, I am walking this dog up and down and left and right and all over the neighborhood. And he just walking and he stops and sits down because he's like a puppy. So he's not really used to walking too far. And then he starts pulling. He's now pulling on the leash, trying to pull me back home. I'm like, no, no, no. The purpose of the walk, this isn't really a leisurely walk. I mean, yeah, that's nice. But the purpose of the walk is for you to go to the bathroom outside. That's what you do. You pee pee outside and you poo poo outside. <laughs> so whew, it was it was a minute um, for him to be able to um, kind of. I think I feel like he's yesterday he did it twice outside. So I feel like he still had a little accident inside. But I feel like we're getting a little bit closer to him understanding outside walk equals bathroom break. So, you know, uh, totally my fault. I take full responsibility for um, kind of letting him go in the backyard because now he's thinking, oh, no, I want to go this way. And I'm like, no, 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 we're going this way. Yeah. But, you know, important lesson there, folks, is that just like children, you allow your children to get away with certain types of behavior. And, uh, oh, let me turn on the phone this morning. And uh, before you know it, honey child, that's what they think is like the normal thing to do. And it's hard to correct. Listen. It's so much easier to set the rules down from day one and say, okay, these are the rules. This is how we're going to do it. Be strict with the rules. You can't bend. Yeah. The only time he had an accident this yesterday was because somebody in this household, and it wasn't me, was like, oh, let him run around for a minute. 
And I was like, put him back in the cage. <laughs> we are cage training him. Okay. So that means you put him back in the cage and then, you know, he comes out, he does have playtime and whatever, but you have to watch him like a hawk. Cause when you see him out of sight, that means he's doing something. So we'll get there. That's the beauty of it. We will get there. We got to just stay steadfast on the course and poor little Zeus. He's going to get it. He's so cute though. Oh my gosh. He's the cutest little thing. So he got some sand. What are the little birds called? He got some birds on him. What are the little green ones called? He got those like all in his face. So we were trying to like pick them out and I need to go get him groomed and stuff. So he needs a little shaping up. But um, yeah, so he's coming along. I, I, find, I feel like probably another week or two will be in pretty good stead. But we're going to have to be consistent with him for a minute, I feel like. Um, he's still young though. And the beauty of training anything when it's younger, whether it's a tree, a dog, or a child, is that it is easier to mold it in a particular way, right? So uh, we're confident that we're going to get the potty training thing under control. Let's see who's in class this morning. Miss Vanita's here, first front row and center. Miss Morna sporting her new hairdo. Um, happy birthday again, Miss Morna. And Marshall is here. Diamond Princess is in the house, wishing everybody a safe week. Uh, Miss Morna says there's two food trucks in Red Bay, so I don't know which one got robbed, but I'm sure we'll hear shortly. I kind of feel like it's probably. Um, Al kebab. What's the other food truck? Uh, the one down by Country and Western. They don't really consider that one Red Bay. They still say um, Shamrock or whatever when the police describe that one. Good morning, Brother Tommy. Olivia's here. Robert is here. First Lady, good morning to you. Charlotte joining us all the way from Scotland. So good to see you. Miss Gina, how are you? Andrea says plenty of people don't like these holidays because they're not getting paid. Aren't you supposed to get, if y'all have um, salaried employees, regular employees, don't they get like double time? Oh, that's only if they work. Otherwise they get regular time, right? Or time and a half, something. Um, listen, it doesn't bother me one way or the other because like I said, my schedule is kind of like the same. The only thing is obviously we don't have a show when it's a holiday. And um, I also um, try to do a little bit of paperwork, but gosh darn it, I'm always trying to catch up on paperwork, right? I feel like that's my, that's my Achilles heel. Oh. Um, speaking of paperwork, just sending a quick message. So yes, I, uh, uh-huh. So I do feel like, um, you know, I guess the holidays, it's a little bit less traffic on the road if you want to go somewhere. Like I, I did briefly pop into the grocery store yesterday and there weren't that many people in there. Um, so, yeah, okay. Aliano, Miss Faith, good morning. Andy's here. Barbara, how are you? Diamond Princess says, some people have no conscience. They don't think it's an inappropriate or they... They don't think it's an appropriate time to call or message someone. They should message and ask, what is the best time to call? And I appreciate the people who do that. So there were some people who were like, oh, I know today's a holiday. When can I speak to you? Now, here's the thing. I, I want to, this is probably a good place to kind of address this as well and really, really set the record straight. Some of you feel like you need to see me in person to tell me something. I'm going to say it once, and I hope you all understand what I'm saying. 
99.99999% of the times, so that's simply not necessary. You don't have to see me in person to tell me anything. We got WhatsApp calling. It's encrypted. If you feel like what you're saying is so important, go to Signal. I have Signal on my phone. You go Signal, call me, Signal, message me. Normally, it's not that earth shattering, but some of y'all think it is. Use Signal. Signal and WhatsApp pretty much use the exact same um, encryption. So I'm telling you, you know, unless you're saving your WhatsApp messages, nobody not going to be hearing that but me in any event. Call me on the phone, you know, whatever. But for us to meet up is not likely going to happen. Number one, I really am busy. Number two, when I have downtime where I'm not like, you know, trying to work too hard, I try to reserve that time for like family and stuff. So when you request an in-person meeting, it's not likely to happen. I, you know, I, I had been toying around with this idea of trying to have some kind of office hours. I do know a lot of people want to sit down and you want to talk to me in person. And, you know, I'm not averse to the idea, but I need a space. And I know I was talking to some of the MPs about if I could kind of co-share their space, right, where I do that. Um, but that certainly hasn't been finalized or anything, um, you know, or anything like that. So I'm still kind of working on that idea as a possibility where I might set aside like an hour a week where I can sit down and listen to you. But I can tell you that most of the time you don't really have to see me. You can just pick up the phone and tell me what, what it is. You know, sometimes I take notes. It just depends on what it is that you're telling me. If it's a story, you know, then obviously I'm taking notes and working on it and whatever. Miss Charlene, good morning to you. She's wishing everyone a happy Mother's Day. Again, that was this weekend. She said hers was enjoyable and great. So I don't know what you guys did for Mother's Day, but like I said, mine was um, really, really low key. Um, just kind of like took it easy and got a little bit of rest, uh, which was good. And um, I hear Zeus barking in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear him or not. He's kind of coming into his own now with the barking too, like he's expressing himself. Marshall says the dogs and owners need to put, be put down. You know, I've seen people who really ride for even like pit bulls and stuff. Oh, I'm a pit bull lover and da 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 da. And then the pit bull um, attacks them and they put the dogs down, but they keep it on the down low. Like they don't want people to know that they had to put their dogs down because the dogs actually attacked them and could have killed them, in fact, because where the injury was, if it was one inch over, it would have been a serious artery and they would have bled out. You know, there's no shame in saying that a particular dog has issues and cannot be controlled. Listen, I have had a difficult dog. I have had <laughs> poor Oscar. May he rest in peace. He was a dog that only a mother could love. And you know what? You know what? what owning that particular dog made me appreciate is number one. I really learned that not everything is in your control, even with animals. Like Mike, what can I do? Keep him locked up at home all the time? Like that was because when he was out in public. He was a bit of a Dr. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He had a split personality. He was passive aggressive. Now, I know it's weird to use that term to describe a dog, but I'm telling you, all that's exactly what Oscar was. He's the sweetest little dog. And then certain things would just trigger him. He'd go pee on your towel. He never, he was never aggressive with like biting people, thank God. But he would do other stuff that I was like, oh my God. Like if he saw a little kid at the, at the beach, birthday party, walking with a plate of food in their hand, he would walk up to them, knock the food out of their hand and take their food, take the hot dog, whatever was on the plate. And that was Oscar. He was very, very unpredictable. So I had to keep a real keen eye on him. And it's so funny because at the time, it's the only time in my life I've had two dogs. So it was Oscar and Rupert. And they were like complete opposite personalities. Like 
Rupert would never do anything like that. He was the sweetest little lab mix, right? Oscar was, woo, loco, honey chill. So um, I often said that he was a dog that only a mother could love, child. And boy, did I love him. He was just so special. He was my first dog as an adult. So of course, you know, I had him from when he was a puppy, like 12 weeks or whatever. And, um, you know, Hurricane Ivan did a number on him, poor thing. Mm -mm -mm. Stressed him out beyond what he was stressed out already. Um, so sometimes it's all in the genes, honey child. Sometimes genetically you just get a bad seed. I think this is true even of people. And you do your best and, you know, there's only so much that you can do and you have to accept your limitations. But of course, the truth of the matter is environment does play a really, really important role. And so um, you try to give animals and people the most loving environment possible and you'd be surprised uh, how that can work. But it taught me, taught me a lot of tough lessons, Jill. I was like, oh my God, imagine if I had a kid like this. Oh, I was praying, Lord, please don't, don't, don't give me that trial. <laughs> Marshall says, um, do you have the doggy training pads inside the house? No, because you know what? If you're really trying to potty train a dog to go outside, the worst thing you can do is introduce them to training pads. And I kind of think this is probably what was happening with Zeus before we had him. Because a lot of people in Cayman do this. They'll just put down pads and then they want the dog to go in the pad. And it's easy to pad train a dog because they like to be consistent about where they go, if you've noticed, right? So they tend to want to go in the same spots, like even outside. He has a little spot now in the front where he's been peeing. That's where he pees like every time now. And they, they mark their, their area. So once it has a scent, that's why if a dog uses the bathroom inside and you clean it up, number one, listen to Auntie Sandy on this, never let a dog see you clean up their mess because they're thinking, oh, that's what you're here for. So I poop, you clean up. Great, got it. No. <laughs> so don't let them see you clean it up, right? Move them out of the area, put them in the cage, and then you go secretly clean it up. They think it just disappears, I guess. Um, and the other thing is you got to get some proper disinfectant to remove the odor because you think to your senses, okay, I've cleaned it. I've picked it up, whatever. But a dog has the, um, what, what are the oral olfactory senses that are like 50 times better than a human being. So even after you've cleaned it, they still smell it, smell their spot. And that's why they keep going in the same area. So unfortunately, one of the things that, um, Zeus did is he started going in Gigi's room in a particular spot. And I was like, oh, hey, child, no, 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 no. You can't do that now. No, no, no. And so, you know, you get, there's, there's special sprays and stuff that you can get to clean up after dogs. Get those, spray those in the area. And then I lock off that room because I was seeing that he was getting attached to that room. So now the other thing he's been doing is he goes in the playroom because there are pads, you see? There's mats like the, you know, the colorful mats that kids play on. We have those in her playroom. So he's thinking, oh, remember dogs don't see as well as us in terms of color and stuff. So he's thinking, oh, okay, these mats are for me. And I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> no, they're not. So we're picking up all the mats today, throwing them all away. And eventually we'll get new mats, but I'm not putting any down right now. Because like I can see in his head, he's thinking, oh, the mats are for bathroom. Those are for potty. And I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> so, don't, I mean, unless you don't mind a dog going inside, I can't stand a dog going inside. I've never had a dog that I mat trained to go inside because mm, I can smell it, honey chow. And I don't want to be smelling no poop anywhere in my house. 
You know, some people, the second you walk into their house, you can tell that they have a dog. I'm not, I, I try not to be one of those people, <laughs> right? I mean, I've had, I've had big dogs and people walk in like, oh, I didn't know you had dogs. I'm like, thank you. That's a compliment. Keep your place clean. And people are not going to know you have dogs. No, dogs are like people. They have an odor. They need to have a bath. They need to, you know, you need to do stuff to dogs. So grooming and all that good stuff. Lady uh, Dimas, good morning. KK is here. She's saying it's um, Alakavroom that got robbed. Good morning, Miss Debbie. Richard, so good to see you and Celine. Is Celine getting the WhatsApp messages now? I've added her to the group, so she should. Miss Iva says she's present and in class. Miss Juanita, Angela's here. Paul, how are you? Paul is joining us from Bermuda. Felicia. Richard says it could have been Yummy Tummy Food Truck. Um, I don't think that they've been, it's, it's owned by the same people. But I feel like they are now um, up West Bay Road. So I haven't seen them recently in Red Bay. So I don't know. Lizette, Miss Dorothy, Angela says, thanks for that information. You're most welcome. I'm not sure what information I just gave you, but you're welcome. Alejandro is present. Miss Dean is here. Miss Juliet. Y'all doing good this morning. Everybody's showing up. Alejandro says, that's natural instinct for you. Um, KK's laughing about my Oscar story. Marshall's like, who was Oscar's mama? I was his mama. <laughs> um, Dezita says, you need to set up a citizen advice bureau like in the UK. People can get, uh, people can get sit and get advice from any, from you and government pay. From me? Oh, you think like, a um, like our Ask Sandy segments that we do? And then government's going to pay me to answer people's questions? Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know, Dezita, if that's going to happen. And you know what? I don't do it expecting anybody to pay me. But I do remind people, it's a good point to make, Dezita, that I do remind people that I do have a paying job. I, I'm a business owner and I do work. <laughs> so there's sometimes I have to do things that are related to my customers. And I know some of y'all like, I don't really know what Sandy does. I actually work very, very hard. I'm up all hours of night, morning, whatever. Even, even yesterday, I was sending my client files for approval and designs and whatever. So yeah, it was a holiday, but I was still working, right? And my team around the world is still working as well. So um, I do get paid and I do work for a living. And I have uh, two primary businesses that I focus on. I have more than one business license, but one is just, it's kind of like on hiatus. Like I don't really do much with it, but I maintain the business license in case I have a client that for some reason really, really needs me that I'm always in compliance with the law. Like I have my business license and whatever. Um, so yeah, so that's, uh, mm -hmm. that's important to remind people that Sandy actually does work and have a paying job. Yeah. I know some people don't know it, but I work really hard. <laughs> so, um, so Irvlin says, yes, whenever he goes outside and he poops, give him a treat. I did buy some treats, but I've been trying to make praise be the treats. I praise him like a lot, like, oh, good boy. Oh my gosh, mommy's so happy right now. <laughs> so, um, yes, honey gel. You know, dogs are just like people. They like to be rewarded. So treats definitely um, work well. Marshall, you keep it in the kennel. I'm curious if he ever goes on it because, oh, I need to unplug this and plug this back in. Because normally dogs will not go 
Normally dogs won't go in their kennel. Uh, that's why you crate train them. You put them in a confined area such as a crate and dogs don't like to mess where they have to sleep. And so, or where they spend their time, you know, they're pack animals. They're also den animals. Like when they're born, they're born like in a den situation and they're not going to mess after they kind of within the first week know what's going on. They're not going to mess in the den. So they walk away and they do their business. Then they come back. So I'm surprised that you keep a pad in there. And I'd be even more surprised if he ever uses it because we have her and we have him, sorry, in a kennel. And, you know, we have a, a blanket. We had a pad in there. And the idea is for him to never go in there because if he goes in there, something's wrong. And that's how you force them because they don't want to go in there. You force them to stay there until you let them out. And then they understand, okay, when I come out, that's when I got to think bathroom break. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Uh-oh. Hello? Oh, Caller, can you hear me? I was trying to... um. Let me call you back, Carla. I was trying to... I, I noticed that it wasn't connected to go through the board, so I had to unplug it, so that might be my fault. We're going to start talking about the round. Oh, this phone is forever updating and restarting, and ugh. Why can't this be an iPhone? <laughs> All right, let me see now. Let's see if I can get this caller back. All right. Uh, Shayana says that she thinks it's a la kebab. That's the only food truck that's open so late. Maybe. Good morning. Um, hey, good morning, caller. How are you? Good. How are you this morning? Not too bad, my dear. What's shaking? Happy belated Mother's Day to Oh, you. thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm just reminding you that the weather radar is back up and working. Ooh, honey chow. Thank you for better good news. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have a good day. All right, Beautiful you too. Show. So this weather weather radar back up again. This is they're as bad as the mosquito planes. I hope they don't fall into the same ministry because I got some questions. Um so yeah, I mean it's up one minute, down one minute, needs a part, don't need a part. Uh, do we need to just replace the whole thing? How much is this weather radar? How expensive is it? What's the part? Like, I think we really need um, further understanding of what's going on with that radar. It's like the mosquito planes. Every year, it's an excuse why these planes can't work. Why, they, oh, there's no chemicals. There's no plane. The planes are broken down. There's no pilots. There's, they both went on vacation. I'm like, what? Can y'all not just get it together? Can we have one year in recent times where the mosquito planes are working? Nobody has scheduled both pilots to be off at the same time, you know, um, and they got the chemicals on hand and you guys actually get ready in advance. Y'all know when the rainy season is coming and when it's starting. Because Lord, right now, all of us are sporting it. It's like an accessory to have mosquito bites all over you. I mean, I got them and I'd be itching and I'm so embarrassed when I'm in public to be scratching, but Lord, I had one on my side boob. There's some on my back and my legs. I'm like, can we just do a little bit better this morning? When I went outside, I slapped and killed one on my arm. I was walking Zeus and one bit me now. Mm, got him. But I mean, come on. There's some government agencies that I do kind of worry how they're, how, how they function because they're not functioning very well from the public's perspective. Ugh. So, um, Irvlin says her dog is not going inside no matter what. 
even during the storm, she puts down the pads and they're not going to use it. Yeah, I've like I said, once you really got a dog to train to go outside, they will not. Listen, my dogs, Oscar and Rupert, went through Hurricane Ivan. And you know Hurricane Ivan scared the bejesus and the S-H-I, you know what, out of all of us. Um, so I wouldn't have blamed them if they had an accident, but they didn't. When I came back, I was like, you guys did not even pee this whole time during the storm. Like 24 hours later, they would not go, girl. Mm-mm. Nope. Not at all. Uh, Perla's asking if Caymana has a place for pets to eat and dine, like doggy food and treats for them, like in the U.S. So there's not like a doggy restaurant, Perla. However, um, Caymana Bay is very, very dog friendly. So most of the restaurants and places, restaurants mostly in Caymana Bay, will allow you to come with your dogs. And they actually have food bowls and not really food bowls, but they give you dog fresh water and stuff. Um, and I think some of them might even have little treats and stuff that they'll give your dog. So it's not like a dining experience with a dog, but if you take the dog dining with you, you know, and some people started to abuse it and that they were letting the dogs running all, all over the place. And then came out of base and said, Hey, uh, please don't let your dog on the grass, which is really sad because dogs love grass. They love to roll in the grass. They love to play in the grass, but people were letting them poop on the grass. And then what you had was kids um we're also you know using that same said grass and you don't want kids playing around with dog poop never a good idea you don't even want dogs playing around with dog poop trust me so i think came out of bay had to rein that in a little bit and said no dogs on the grass kind of thing but people still take their dogs there and i think like anything else you know you just got to be responsible so kk says that we don't only just report on the news yeah, there's a lot um, of moving parts, even to what we do here in CMR. And I don't, it's a business at this point. I'm going to be very, very honest with you. But it's also, it's my passion first and foremost. I've always said this about this platform. It's my passion, not a paycheck, right? I don't need, um, you know, CMR to pay bills. Well, now I kind of do, to be honest, because now I've got staff and I've got people counting on receiving a few coins each month. And, you know, I'd like to be able to expand that. And so, yeah, it is a business. So, yeah, we got and we got bills to pay to servers and this and that and yada, 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 everything, subscriptions and all sorts of stuff. I, Mr. Hero, Bishop Hero Blair says, good morning, Sandy. I love I really love the diversity of CMR. Thank you so much, because we talk about all sorts of different things on this program, I must say, um, you know, listen. I'm a human being, you're a human being, nobody's perfect. We all have our little, you know, moments, whatever. And I know that you guys, some of y'all said, Sandy, I love to hear these personal stories. Can you talk about those more? Because sometimes don't we all get sick and tired of hearing about politics and hearing about government? And, you know, I know y'all don't get sick and tired of the sus. Mm-hmm. Y'all are susified. Y'all love the sus. Right now, if I was talking about somebody's business and talking about some sus, we'd have like 600 people on the live stream because y'all just love it. But we can't do that every day. That's not that's not an everyday something. But you know, um, we we work it in uh, to the agenda. So Andrea says years ago I was working at a cleaning company. I went to a house and the place was filled with dog poop. I mean, all over. Ooh, and this woman's dress and this woman dressed nice, gone out. Seem as I opened the door, I stepped back out. <laughs> Couldn't believe people can be so nasty. She's sleeping in the house. She and her husband, ew. Well, honey child, you know what people say? See me and come live with me? Two different things. So yes, there are some people who look good in the streets. This reminds me of a certain person we were talking about last week, right? 
they, they get up, they can take a shower, slick back the hair, put on all the rings and every finger. And everybody thinks that they look good. They look presentable, but their life is a complete shamble. And, you know, I think social media has the ability to fool us. What you see on social media isn't always, and a lot of times the reality is, it's not at all someone's reality. People pretend on social media. And I chuckle because I know a lot of the pretenders. I know exactly who they are. And child, I'd be here just like having a good chuckle whenever I see them posting oh, with them and their kids and the husband. Oh, we're such a perfect little family. And I was like, Sha, please, he giving you more bun than 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 um Norberg's bakery back in the day could make. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows that, including the wife. But they just love to pretend. Speaking of that, um, I was gonna message someone this morning. <laughs> oh. Because, um, you know, there was a concert on Friday night, the Mother's Day concert at um, Lion Center. I heard it was pretty good. Uh, Morgan Heritage is always a good show. And a few other people performed really, really well. So um, <laughs> the most interesting thing, though, is somebody said, oh, a certain politician and his wife was there. Mm-hmm. And um, poor her. They were making an, a sort of a commentary on how um, drunk she was. And I said to myself, oh Lord, I said she would have to be drunk. All the foolishness that the husband been going on with lately, I'm surprised she even shows her face in public. Well, we know he's gonna do it because he's not gonna shame, honey chair. But in terms of her, I am a bit surprised. And I think she probably does feel a way because y'all know how small K-Man is. When, when stuff is popping off, you be embarrassed. To a certain extent, well, um, evidently not embarrassed enough not to go out with him to a concert for all these people to see you. Uh huh. And so, you know, she was having a little bit too much to drink. And they said when she was walking out, she could barely walk straight. Like he, I guess, was trying to help her. I don't know. But anywho, um, you know, but on social media, everybody's perfect, everybody looks good. That's why I don't, you notice on my personal page, which I, I hardly have time for anymore. Mostly my personal page is resharing like exercise and fitness videos and whatever. You hardly see me post much or anything. Or if a memory comes up, I'll reshare the memory. Because I'm, I'm working too hard on other social media pages. So I ain't got no time for my personal page. But some of y'all might have noticed, and I posted up from in, in um, uh, honor of Mother's Day. I posted up one of my maternity photos. I got to find my maternity album. Honey child, can I just tell y'all something? I knew pretty confidently that I was only going to have the one child at that point because it was just, I waited a little bit too late in life and I was like, mm, I ain't going to chance this again. So I decided to do um, a maternity shoot that was like out of this world, right? Listen, no, no money was spared. Um, my husband was like, how much is this going to cost us? And I said, listen, I'm only having the one child. So I'm only going to have these moments once. Just let me indulge in it. So I'm going to be that parent who's going to buy like the most fabulous baby carriage ever. Mm-hmm. Just because it ain't, it's only going to happen once. So let me just enjoy it. Right. He was like, oh, God. <laughs> poor, poor Marlon. <laughs> So we had this maternity shoot overseas 
this woman, um, the, the photographer was amazing, right? But it came with like hair, makeup, everything. So the woman who was responsible, I'm gonna show you all a picture here. The woman who was responsible for doing hair and makeup, she actually works for um, Telemundo. And um, she is, uh, you know, professional makeup artist. So she does all the news people in Telemundo and all the, you know, celebrities and whatever. So she did my hair and makeup, did a fabulous job, I must say. And she was really quick too. I was like, ooh, need your skills, honey chow. So um, these are just a few of the maternity shots. And I must tell you, I mean, when I saw the pictures, I was like, OMG, these look amazing. I was blown away. So I posted one of these over the weekend, but I, I, <laughs> I did an amateur um, Photoshop of... Um, of Marlon, um, I like took him out of the photo. Now I did it because as you guys know, Marlon's actually a very private person. So I was saying this to say that on my personal page, you guys never see me mention Marlon really. I, him and I are not even social media friends. He has social media, but it's not a friend thing. He has it to be able to like read, um, you know, his, news he subscribes to certain things through facebook i don't even think he has instagram but he does subscribe to certain things through facebook but look look at look at us right and so he looks so good and so handsome but you know he's also um a very private person so i, I respect his privacy um it's not a package deal like people don't get access to me and him that's why when y'all walk up to him and be asking him questions about what's going on in cmr the man is like, why are you asking me this? I don't know. I don't read CMR. I don't work for CMR. I don't know what's going on in CMR. You know, that's, yeah. He's like, what? So some of y'all were chuckling because I photoshopped him out of this picture. But, you know, I'm not a professional anything, really, in terms of photoshopping. And so part of his hand was still there. And everybody was like, oh, my God, what was, what's with the third hand? <laughs> what's with the third hand? Is that, you know, I was like, ah, that's enough. I don't feel like trying to take out any more of this picture. Um, but yeah, he's just a very private person. And so we're not even social media friends. Y'all be running, Marlon, did you see what Sandy posted up? And he's like, mm, what did she do now? He really doesn't want to know. Don't mention it to him. He doesn't care. You know, if I wanted him to know my business, he'd be my social media friend. I'm just saying. <laughs> so... We've got almost 80,000 people, <coughs> sorry, following CMR and Facebook alone. But I can tell you that um, that's one of those almost 80,000 is not Marlon. <laughs> so y'all just leave the man alone. Oh, somebody mentioned that Coca-Cola, Coca-Loba, sorry, Coca-Cola Coca has a legit doggy menu with popsicles and chicken fingers. Where is Coca-Loba, by the way? This is down by the beach. And somebody else says, yes, I think Coca-Loba has a dog menu. Well, there you go. So Perla, go check out Coca-Loba. Um, hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. Maybe I'll take Zeus there once he's old enough. I'm not really taking him too many places yet. He still has to get some final shots and other stuff. But yes, thank you so much for the pictures. Um... And it is a moment in your life when you should feel beautiful and gorgeous. Like I said, I was only going to do it once. I was not going to be having no pile of children. 
And so I thought, yep, I'm going to go out there and do it. You know, um, see, Ebank says, is there another option to lesser expensive in both purchase and maintenance lifespan for, for what kids you want to be cheaper with kids? Don't have any, <laughs> that's my advice. Um, I don't know if you met kids or the dog or both for lesser expensive in both purchase and maintenance lifespan. Hopefully you're not talking about children because I mean, you know, you spend what you got to spend on your children. Some of us have a little bit more disposable income with kids, but kids are expensive. Listen, between, um, you know, oh my God, schools and uniforms and just entertainment, vacations, things that keep them learning and busy and it ain't cheap having kids. Ms. Dorothy says, I won't be kissing or sleeping with my dog. <laughs> and you don't have to. Um, you know, I've had a dog get in bed with me before. Yes, I have. I'm not going to lie. Um, some of my dogs used to like to sleep with me and I would try to discourage it. But again, once you start a bad habit, it's hard to break them. So I'm really encouraging. Um, even, even Zeus, um, he's a puppy. So he says those little puppy teeth that are really, really sharp. So sometimes he's kind of like snapping at Gigi, like pulling at her hair. And I tell her, listen, tell him to stop it. Don't make him do that. Because when he gets a little bit older, he's still going to want to be trying to snap at you, snap at your face, pulling your hair. And then it's not going to be cute. You kind of think it's cute now because he's a puppy. And I, you know, put him under quick manners when he tries to do something like that. Um, yesterday, I, I literally caught him right in the middle of having an accident, a bathroom accident. And I said, stop it. And I scared the bejesus out of him because he like <laughs> was like, oh, I can hold the pee now. And I picked him up, took him outside. Now you can pee outside. <laughs> but I literally, he just tinkled just a little bit because I was like, hey, stop it. Not inside. And so, yeah, we're, we're sending some very firm messages around here. Um, CE Banks is asking that we call the weather service and ask the questions about the radar. I, for one, would like to find out so as you said, why is it always down? Well, it's always the same answer, CE Banks. It's always, oh, it's a part, it's a part. And it's like, oh my God, how many parts does this thing have that are gonna break before maybe we go, do we just need a whole new system? And apparently, and I get it because right now it's hard to get a lot of things still, you know, post COVID, but apparently the parts are really hard to source. Maybe we need a radar that has, I mean, did we buy a system that's so old and antiquated that, you know, we can't get parts that are coming all the way from Europe? So, um, you know, maybe we'll ask Mr. John Tibbetts a bit more about this. But yeah, I kind of feel like, <sighs> I don't know, what's up with this radar? But yeah, lots of questions, not enough answers. Uh, not so hot says they should take the money that they spend on the radar and just buy a new mosquito plane. <laughs> Regular internet radar is better than Cayman radar anyway. You know what? Not so hot. I, I'm not going to be mad at that idea. Um, because even Kevin, is Kevin around this morning? Uh, Kevin Wattler, you guys know he's kind of CMR's weatherman. He has access to... Um, uh, online radar system because he's part of the, or he was part of the, um, do you still have access to that, Kevin? He was still part of, he was part of the emergency team in Florida. And um, let me just ask him. 
And yeah, his weather systems were like, listen, this is like top notch stuff, which I know that we have that here um, as well. And, you know, the weather office, they got all kind of fanciness going on there. So the question is, do we really need a weather radar specific for Cayman? Can we not perhaps pick up on somebody else's weather radar? Because it seems to me like we might be dumping a lot of good money down the drain, always having to fix this thing. Um, I mean, I don't know the question to that. So, you know, it's a, it's a, I should say, I don't know the answer to that. It's a legit question. Um, thank you so much for the comments. Cocoloba is the beach bar at Kimpton. Oh, there you go. As y'all can see, that means I'm not hanging out at the Kimpton. <laughs> eh, what can I tell you? Um, thanks for that, Richard. And a few other people did say that to me as well. Um, morning, Sandra. Try and tell that person, hush, everybody has dogs in their bed. <laughs> some have four legs and some have two. Oh, hold on, hold on. Where's my... If you're lucky, uh, that might have three. Oh, Lord Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. This should be like Naughty Tuesday. Ay, ay, ay. No, sir. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Well, I'd take the four-legged four kind any day over the two-legged dogs. Speaking of dogs. Oh, Lord Jesus. Hold on now. I got a surprise for y'all. Now, I want to know legitimately when I play this, how many of you were surprised by this and how many of you are like, oh, honey child, this was only a matter of time. Listen to this clip. Ready? All right. This is dog of the day. Mm -hmm. Dog feature. Hold on. Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm going to bring it up on this side. One second. Yes, honey child. I had to laugh when I saw this. Don't call it. I was pertaining to you. And she had a lot to say. Oh. Hmm. I got a voicemail from a woman that claimed that she had been dating Everton during the COVID lockdown when I wasn't able to travel to go see him. Let me hear. Let you me, wanna... I mean, let me hear. You know that man, Everton? Mm -hmm. He's a dog. You think he's down here being faithful? <laughs> he's been right here. Me. And God knows who else. Don't you feel pathetic? Any American woman who's hunting for a man in the islands is nothing but pathetic. Everton, why is there a woman on my phone calling me pathetic? Hey, you know what? <laughs> I that don't... bitch is crazy. You're right. I, I you're have... right. And you're the one that was... I feel really bad about this. But happens. And this one girl was just a fling. You know? I was lonely and it's over now. You've done what you've done. I hope you enjoyed yourself. How am I supposed to trust you? You're not. When you're not being forthcoming about what you're doing when I'm not there. Mm -mm. You know how small that island is. Yes, honey child, real small. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, Everton. My gosh. 
I feel disrespected by Everton's choices in this situation. But I am very disappointed that he sunk so low. It's just really upsetting and very confusing. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. Lord have mercy. 90 Day Fiance, Love in Paradise. That's Everton. Y'all know Everton is apparently is um, lives and works in the Cayman Islands. This woman has dreams of, I guess, making a life with him in Jamaica eventually and whatever. Girl, please. Nobody's surprised at Everton, first and foremost, okay? The man said it was during the COVID lockdown. He needed to get his nuts cracked. He didn't have a choice, whatever. Well, I mean, I'm not really surprised because what were you doing? Well, apparently she started, did y'all see this? I, I can't even, I'm not really watching this series, but I'm tempted to start getting into it. Because did y'all see that she's into some kind of fetish business now? That's how she's been making her money and she hasn't even told Everton that? So I'm like, what's, the, tell me, what's the problem? You're doing what? And okay, you're going to do that. That's what you're doing for a profession to make money. And you haven't told Everton, not that Everton's going to care. <laughs> I feel like Everton's probably going to love that. He's like, oh, girl, how much money are you making? Go, go do your thing. You can make more money. I don't suspect Everton is going to have any, um, you know, Standards is going to make him upset that she is on some OnlyFans website, you know, twinkling her toes for somebody to, to pay money to look at her toes or whatever. But yes, Everton been out here cheating. Now, I found the, the voice note a little bit interesting. I mean, calling the poor woman pathetic just because you want a man in the islands. Well, you know, I guess we're all pathetic for love, honey child, because we're, we're, we're here as islanders falling for the same thing. You know, we get cheated on. Some of us doing the cheating so it doesn't mean that we're all pathetic. But here's the thing, right? I don't really like her um, messaging this other woman because her beef shouldn't be with the other woman. Don't call the other woman pathetic for thinking she could find love with a Jamaican man in the Cayman Islands. I mean, I'm assuming she just doesn't know the score around these places. Okay? Um, but it's, you know, he kind of, I guess, admits it now. What he did, he said he needed some some loving. But this woman says, oh, I'm not the only one. Everton get women all over the place. I was like, ooh, honey, chill. Here you know. But doesn't that woman sound like she's from Trinidad? I, I swear, I hear a Trinidad accent. And they're somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right? Y'all tell me, am I wrong or am I right? Isn't that a Trinidad accent? Um, you know that man you dating Everton? I, I can't, I can't do a Trinity accent, sorry. But their accent is very unique. Let's listen to yes, And you know what is so funny? Everton has the nerve to talk about, um, he wants to hear it. It's like he's trying to identify, well, which of the five women would be messaging her? I was pertaining to you. And she had a lot to say. Oh. Oh. I got a voicemail from a woman that claimed that she had been dating Everton during the COVID lockdown when I wasn't able to travel to go. And during, during COVID, how was Everton sleeping with anybody during COVID? Was he sneaking out during lockdown? Or was it when we were opening back up? Or what? what Everton? Uh, if she wasn't in your household... How are you making these conjugal visits?
That's what I want to know. And listen now to the accent, because then he's like, oh, let me hear it, <laughs> Everton. See him. Let me hear. Let you me, wanna... I mean, let me hear. Yeah. You know um, that man, Everton? You know that man, Everton? That's a, that's a trinity. Who is she? Who is this other woman sleeping with Everton? Hmm. He's a dog. Oh, my God. Look, look at the expression on his face when she says he's a dog. I love the subtitles. You know, they have to put in subtitles with a lot of these shows because otherwise you'd be like, what a person really saying? Non-Caribbean non people be like, I don't know what she just said. He's a dog. Look at the expression on Everton's face. Everton legitimately looks like he is shocked that somebody would be calling him a dog. Really? Ah. Uh, mm, Everton, I think you know you're a dog. And as this other person listening to the program say, three-legged, not three-legged, four-legged, no, shoot, two-legged, <laughs> two-legged kind for sure. Yeah. So, um, who? Uh -huh. You think he's down here being faithful? Ha! Uh -huh. ha. She says, he not down here being faithful to you? Uh-uh. Alejandro says, um... Everton is dead now. Blackberry says that's a stage voice note. This all sounds stage. Well, I don't know. Because, I mean, I don't know how people, she's on social media. So I guess people could figure out how to reach her and whatever. Um, but I, I don't know, boy. You've been right here. Me. And God knows who else. Yes. That's the part that she, she I mean, look at the expression in her face. Girl, take this woman's advice. One woman has come forward. When she says God knows who else, she's right about that. Only God would know. Everton probably don't even know who he's sleeping with. He probably has lost count. And this is not dating. These are people he's just, you know, getting under the sheets with. Mm-hmm. Aliana says, who's here still going strong in these COVID relationships? <laughs> well, definitely, definitely not the people who are out exercising with um, their gym Partners and coaches on the field, I'm just saying. He's not in K-Man anymore? Hmm. Uh, Soka says that this is her least favorite couple on 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day has had so many spinoff shows, I can't even keep up. So I didn't realize that this was a new one called 90 Day Love in Paradise. There's 90 Day before the 90 Days. There's 90 Day the other way. There's the original 90 Days. What else is there? There's a couple of different uh, versions of 90 Day. Child, they're all a mess if you ask me. Um, I don't really, you know, I kind of watch snippets here and there. But most of them just trying to use people for green card. Uh, yeah, Wanda says that does sound like a Trini accent. Miss Faith says a whole lot went down during COVID lockdown. Trust and believe me. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all were losing your minds during COVID. Um, Everton, know which one not to be sending funds to again, says Alejandro. Um, Alejandro says that's a Jamaican accent talking white. That I know Jamaican accent. Nah, that not Jamaican. That is a trainee. Now, I don't know if she a trainee, trainee, or she pretended to be a trainee, but. Um, yeah. Yes, not so hot. We're getting to the roundabout. Don't worry. Ay, ay, ay. So this, this, was, this was just um, 
how she get the map? Yeah, I don't know how how she got a voice. I mean, technically, somebody could have sent her uh, a voice note on Facebook or social media. You know, I don't know what she's playing it through, but um, yeah. So anyway, it's interesting to see the Caribbean folks all in the mix. Uh, this person says, I love how she says he was uh, dating. No, he was, you know what, her not dating. Oh my gosh. Oh, apparently she did a live and she tagged CMR in it. Oh my God. She is so funny. Um, Jordan, I'm here for it, girlfriend. I want to have you on the show, Jordan. Come and join me. Uh, let me go to Instagram. I'm going to message her. She's always tagging me and stuff. She says, I love this song. What song was that? And she put hashtag um, Cayman Mall Road. Yes, girl. We're all here for it. Why not? Um, oh, this was her again? Oh my God, she seems to be a fan of CMR, I think. Um, girl, come come and live your best life right here. Tell us what's going on, honey chill. We're gonna help you navigate the Everton situation. She says, love the basics that talk about me, but don't let me, what, what? Don't let me in the comments, at Cayman Mall Road Cowards. Who don't let you in the comments? You can get in the comments anytime you want, girl. I think I'm I'm gonna follow you. Let me see, Jordan. Um, yes, Jordan, get in the comments. Tell us what's going on. Okay, I'm gonna hit the follow button right now. I am officially following. I don't follow many people. I'm gonna message her. Hey, Jordan. First of all, you don't want to go to Jamaica to live. Top fan right here. <laughs> I don't even watch the show talking about top fan. Come on, Jordan. Come on, the cold hard truth. We want to hear the Everton sus. Yeah, most of these relationships don't last for good reason. Um, I'm surprised that some of them had a virtual dating thing online for like, oh, 10 years we've been together and that your fam their family don't know about each other. I mean, it's just so weird to me. I can't be talking to somebody for 10 years online. And I, first of all, listen, after a couple months, we got to see each other in person. I got to look at the toes. You got to pass the toe test. And we have to have a conversation, you know, to see if we have anything in common. One couple that's really interesting is Mah Mahmoud and the blonde girl. I forget what her name is. She has really short blonde hair. She's very, she has very pearly skin. Her skin looks perfect and flawless. You know, she's American. She's an artist, whatever. And Mahmoud is um, Muslim. And wants her to cover up all the way down to her fingertips. And so the two of them are having a hard time, cultural differences, girl. Let me give you a word of advice. Leave this man alone. He's just, oh, I hope love is enough. No, love is never enough. Where were y'all raised? I believe love was enough at the age of 18. Once you hit your 20s, 30s, and beyond, you know that love is not enough. You've got to be compatible with people. You're going to have something in common. Otherwise, no amount of love in the world is going to make it work. Because, you know, reality sits, sets in after a while. The reality of, like, having to pay bills. <laughs> the reality of finances. Um, I don't want to cover up from head to toe and wear a hijab and all this kind of stuff because that's not what I'm used to in America. Right? So now he's going to move to 
America. And she's thinking, oh, I hope he can put his Muslim ways behind him once he moves to America. Girl, that is entrenched in him. That's how he was raised. That is who he is. That's his belief system. And that's fine. That's not yours. And under no circumstances um, are you going to adopt it. I don't know what's wrong with these people. They're just so unrealistic. Take advice from Auntie Sandy. Class lesson number one, love is never enough by itself. You can love someone till the cows come home. But unless you have other things, shared interests, shared, you know, listen to me very, very carefully. In my first relationship, I learned this very valuable lesson. This is why arranged marriages work, right? People in the Western world don't get it because we think, oh, love at first sight and I have to be attracted to the person. No, you don't. My very first boyfriend told me this and I believe him to this day. And I wish I could have a conversation with him. I need to find his number and tell him you were so right. He said to me, because he's Indian, Indian culture. And he said, you can learn to love someone. I was like, what? You know me, 20 year old. I'm like, no, you can't. You can't learn to love someone. You just have, it's just a feeling. You just, and he's like, Mm-mm. that's why I arrange marriages. Cause you have stuff in common. They're, those people are never going to fight about certain things, right? Cause they pick people from same religious background. So no religious fights, same economic, social background. You're not going to have that to fight about either. They may fight about other things, personality driven, but all the big things you've got in common, honey child. And your family members, you know, help to be matchmakers. And sometimes, hopefully, they're not just doing it for the dowry, but, you know, they look at your personality and they're like, yeah, you know, she, he likes tech, she likes tech, you know, they've they been to tech thing together or whatever. But he always said to me, you can learn to love someone. And at the time, I was like, oh, no, you can't. Now I understood exactly what he meant. You can't have a relationship devoid of feelings, but I think that that you're, you know, thinking that you're in love with someone, which obviously changes as you guys can see, because after a while you fall out of love, you're like, eh, I don't love this person anymore. Next, something to be said. Uh, nothing's wrong with Muslims, Alejandro. What I'm saying is if you're not Muslim and you're not used to their strict code with like the things that they do and the way in particular that women are treated, Dating a Muslim man is not going to be an easy feat and it's not likely going to last. I don't care if you're living in America or if you're living in his country, it might be a little bit easier in America because you don't have the societal pressures. Like you don't have his family breathing down your throat and that sort of thing. But let me tell y'all, be very, very careful um, who you decide to date and the relationships and situations that you get in. Because even when you have children, certain cultures want to treat children um, a particular way. And, you know, if that's not your belief and you marry someone, you have children with someone who believes a certain way, whew, that's going to be a hot mess. Anyway, let's move on. Jordan Mason, um, official. Uh, we've, we've followed you now. Link us up. We'll see if you can, we can get you on the show. Oh, there she is. Yep. Open invite to come on our talk show. You actually message right back. Are you watching the show this morning? Anytime, Jordan. Anytime, girl. Ooh. Come and show us your toes. Cause you know, I'm, I don't have a foot fetish but they gotta be good. So I wanna see what people are paying 
I want to see what your toes look like. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> but Jordan, just be careful with, with that man because uh, I, I, I'm just not feeling it. Nude beach chaser, she says. She likes nude beaches. You go, girl. All right. So, um, oh, Love and Paradise is in season three. I've never even heard of this version of 90 Day before. Huh. What a hot mess. I tell you. Um, so, Ms. Darlene says, Sandy, you have Muslim who are Western born. Um, we do do that. We do know, right? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. And um, sometimes they have detached from the culture because they were born in this part of the world. And other times they haven't because it's still embedded in like generational, you know, in their families and stuff like that in their households. So just be careful. You got to just know what you're getting into in the dating and the marriage scene. That's all I'm going to say. Take it or leave it, folks. I'm no relationship expert. I'm just telling you all from my little bit of experience, some of the bumps in the road ahead. All right, let's talk about the roundabout. Yes, honey child. Let's take a commercial break. And then we're going to switch gears here because I know some of y'all are here to talk about this roundabout. Lord have mercy. Aye, aye, aye. Here we go, folks. Cayman's premier streaming experts have new inventory in stock. Contact us today for the latest streaming devices, including the HD5 and X5. Roke is Cayman's only distributor for the Buzz TV premier products. Contact us on 926 1213 for more information. The Hartwell Theater will come alive as Cayman National Dance Company presents the 35th season of dance, an emerald celebration of repertoire pieces, new creations, and remastered dances. Dance should be shared with all those who live and breathe, so you don't want to miss the 35th at the Hartwell Theater, May 19th to 21st. For performance times and tickets, call 926-1826 or visit Cayman Islands National Dance Company on Facebook. Sponsored by CNCF, Cayman National Bank, ARC Directors, Water Authority, CUC, and CG Brick K. The Department of Environmental Health has announced that the November bulk waste collection schedule has been replaced by one in the month of May, starting with West Bay, May the 1st through the 6th. Please note that following West Bay, there will be a Georgetown bulk waste collection from May the 8th through the 13th, and then Bodentown from May the 15th through the 20th, followed by Northside and East End from May the 22nd through the 27th. Stay tuned to this platform for more bulk waste scheduling information. The annual business surveys being conducted by the Economics and Statistics Office, ESO, are ongoing. The surveys run from April 11th to June 16th, 2023, and collect information to answer questions like, how did the economy perform in 2022? What is the value of the income received from the rest of the world in 2022? Your response matters. Fill out and return your surveys to the ESO. Remember, better data, better decisions, better business. For assistance, visit 
www.eso.ky or call 244-4600 or 244-4676. Ocean Ridge Heights offers an amazing opportunity to own a piece of land in idyllic Cayman Brack, right on the bluff, starting from $80,000. Located in a quiet residential area with high elevation, these lots are ideal for a future home or investment property and are sure to go fast. Cayman Brack offers a laid-back lifestyle, amazing pristine diving, limestone caves, diverse flora, along with amazing wildlife. Inquire about the owner financing options so that you can secure your piece of paradise today. With only a few lots remaining, these are sure to go before you know it. Contact Crichton Properties today on 345-949-5250 or info at CrichtonProperties.com. Honey, you remember to bring your lunch, right? Oh, come on. You know I wouldn't. Seriously? Popeyes? Hmm, Popeyes. Popeyes to the rescue again. <laughs> Mommy, I prefer this to your chicken anyway. Oh, no, you didn't. K-Man doesn't just like that chicken. We love that chicken from Popeyes. Welcome back. Welcome back. So let's go ahead and talk about the roundabouts. Um, oh, Lord, I don't even know what to say. Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say. Cave, the cave people have come out again. Caymanians against virtually everything. That's what cave stands for. Yeah. Boy, y'all can complain about some stuff. And you know what is shocking? Sometimes you all are complaining about things and you don't even understand it. This is what's shocking to me. Y'all don't want development. You don't want to, you know, be able to do anything. Um, you don't want to be able to, um, uh, you know, I, I can't do something in my own yard because, oh, yes, the indigenous cockroaches living under that one rock, Sandy's going to be disrupting them. It's like, come on, folks. Even me, as much as I want to be there for the environment, I want to protect the environment. All, I'm, I'm just like, y'all are just too much. Sometimes you legitimately um, get on my nerves. I'm just like, how can you be against every single project in the world? Every single thing. Here comes this person again messaging me. Oh, well, Sandy, I don't know about this. You know, um, who is this for? Who is this for? This is for the rich people living in that area. I'm like, have you ever driven that roundabout? Are you kidding me? Oh, it's for it's for um it's for the imported people. We all have to use these roadways. And trust me, it is ridiculous. And sometimes the National Roads Authority, folks, they are the experts. I know everybody thinks they're the road expert. That's why y'all want to build a, a tunnel from here to East End and back and through Timbuktu because y'all think you know more than the experts do. And you do not. What is the point of hiring people, okay? Such as 
the National Roads Authority, all their engineering experts, all of the people who are going to do the ERA and all this kind of stuff, if you all think that you know best about everything under the sun. I'm just like, what on earth? Like, seriously? You don't know best. You, you're entitled to your opinion, but your opinion doesn't make you an expert. It kind of reminds me last night, I was baking a cake with my daughter. Mm -hmm. We made a little lemon cake. And she's like, oh my gosh, mom, are you an expert um, baker, a cake maker? And I said, no, honey, Jill. Far from it, I just throw a little thing together. You have to be willing to admit your limitations. You're not an expert just because you have an opinion. You're not an expert just because you have a platform like Instagram or Facebook where you can put up your opinion and even five or 10 people like it, that doesn't make you an expert. I think we need to dial back on this whole, everyone is an expert situation. We saw it during COVID, right? Everybody was a vaccine um, specialist. We were all virologists, we were all epidemiologists. We were all physicians. Everybody had an opinion. You had lawyers talking about the COVID vaccines as though they were expert. And I'm like, why don't you stick to what you're supposed to know, which is the law? Some of y'all don't even know that, right? Um, people in the community, oh, I'm a community leader and I know everything about COVID. Um, I know all about the, all the hidden documents. I had people from Russia secretly messaging me hidden document. I was like, oh my God, are you people really about that? Like, seriously, you, you, you've got to be kidding. I'm like, really? You're, you're, you're an expert now. Okay. Not, you have a, you have a high school diploma? No, but you're an expert in COVID. Oh, okay. I am, I got you. No, y'all need to stop. And not so hot says, let's not give the NRA too much credit. I don't know about experts. Here's the thing. They have access to experts. I'm not saying that every one of them is an expert but they have experience under their belt and they have access to experts. Now here's the thing I find really, really interesting about the NRA. Um, now, Alden McLaughlin and Roy McTaggart apparently are having a public meeting this Thursday at the Seafarers and they're gonna be talking about this thing, right? Um, again, oh, you know, we're, we're gonna be protesting against this. We don't need to have this, blah, blah, blah. The things that y'all need to be protesting about, Alden, and with all due respect, Mr. McTaggart, I've never seen you once talk about and have a serious conversation. Can we talk about some of the child molesters that y'all need to be protesting about? I've got one right here now, an EMT, former EMT, Selvin, who was molesting a little girl that was like five, six years old. Can y'all have a meeting about that, about protecting your children? You guys have been politicians for 10, 20 years, Alden, and you have never, ever done anything meaningful to protect women and children in this community. Tell me why those things are never a priority. I'm not saying that this isn't a, a priority. I'm saying it's just amazing to me, the things that y'all pick and choose to get all upset and up in arms about. I wish you'd get upset and up in arms about a few more things. Now here, here's the situation. I am well aware of how incredibly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Short-minded, short-sighted the human brain is. You guys forget things so easily. Remember back in the day, 
Hardcore bypass, you could come out of um, Lakeside and go and turn the other way. Like you didn't have to go all the way up and come back around. And then they blocked that off. Y'all were up in arms about that too. Oh my God, the flow of traffic. Who are they doing this for? Oh, they doing it for the Lakeside people? No, they did it because a man lost his life unnecessarily at that very junction because some idiot, and I guess, yes, the idiot driver's ultimate to blame, but guess what? You can't take them off the roadways, unfortunately. Right? And they actually maneuvered and did a move that was completely stu stupid. They were drunk and hit this man and killed him. Y'all don't remember because it wasn't one of your family members. He was a medical student, a bright future with a wife and kids, a bright future ahead of him, and his life was taken from him. After that, I bet you they fixed that issue. They put the median all the way down. You can't cross over anymore. Y'all were upset about that for a minute too. You'll get over it. You really will. Right? Six months after this change is made, y'all will forget all about this and you'll, okay, people will be onto something else. Some other development. Here's the thing. It appears that some people um, are also not entirely understanding what it is that's actually being done, right? Let, let me try to explain it. And I've asked for the NRA to do an on-site visit because I think even the diagram, y'all are looking at it, but you're not understanding what the diagram is actually demonstrating. So I think we need to go there. We need to drive it. This is why I need some new equipment. I need to talk to Marlon about my equipment budget. Marlon. <laughs> Here's what I need. I need one of those cameras that I can stick on the um, hood of the car and you can record it, right? Because all they're changing is that the exit from Grand Harbor to South Sound, which I've always said is a horrible idea, the way that it's actually being done. And I see almost daily when I had to come through South Sound um, in the evenings, I don't do that route anymore. When I was picking my daughter up from school, it was, uh, oh, hit, uh, mere misses every single day. So it's that one that is being changed for safety reasons. Motorists will still be able to enter Grand Harbor coming from the east and from South Sound. So I think y'all don't understand what is actually being done? So what are y'all protesting exactly? Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandra. How was your weekend? Very good. How was yours? I can hear you with bacon. Was <laughs> Gigi bacon too? Yeah, well, you know, she's there to lick the bowl, honey chow. That's her favorite part. <laughs> but, I, I was but gonna, that's the um, habit of all of us. That yeah, was the habit. I was going to yeah. make some, some brownies, but then... I knew if I made brownies, your hand would be knocking at my door. So I decided to to not make those quite yet. Yeah, I just got a, a few little things to to say about mm -hmm. this, this this roundabout. Mm -hmm. you, you're you're absolutely right. But remember now, when we were doing the the hard rail, it was only that poor mm -hmm. student uh, medical student man. It was a young Filipino. And her mm -hmm. boyfriend, which was from here, was taking her home. 
Mm. And a, a car coming out of Lake Lakeside oh, ran into them and killed her instantly mm-hmm. after she had got got off of work. You didn't hear too much about that because it's a Filipino. Then mm. remember the lady that was um, uh, a taxi driver, and you are aware well. She mm-hmm. she she was she got killed right there by the um what what now they're calling it bank of butterfield roundabout. Mm-hmm. We had to do something ab- about these kind of things because mm-hmm. after all, what what happens to us? Coming from Westbed, and we can only take what we call now the beachside road. It's a good thing we got the hard quail. Why are we protesting about everything? Mm-hmm. Mr. Dart, he puts down beautiful landscaping. It's only his part of the road and the road that he built and the median uh, landscaping. Uh, that he built, he put beautiful landscaping. What Cayman should look like, what and it's all tropical plants. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dot think that he owns everything. Mm-hmm. He even gone. Why are we complaining? I've been to some mm-hmm. islands in the rest of the Caribbean that is still using. Typewriters, you know, the ones that you had to, uh, in order to get the paper up, you had to swing it to one side. Mm-hmm. And when you finish, then you swing it again mm-hmm. or push it again. They're still using that. To their, what they call government houses, uh, it's gravel. It's not nice asphalt. It's not uh, landscaping. Uh, these people, they, they, they'll complain if Jesus had came down and told them that, uh, you know, I'm going to build a road. No, what he doing down here? No, you, you know? So, Sandra, if I were you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't remind them of how stupid the day sounds. Do some traveling and they'll know how much. This little Caribbean island called Grand Cayman has developed mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. still been developed. No, I don't agree with all all the concrete that's sticking on, on the on the seven mile area and all the other places that they're charging an arm and a, and a leg for that us Caymanians can't even buy an apartment because they're so expensive. I no, I don't agree with that. But mm-hmm. the road is a necessity. It it is a necessity, a necessity, and I am glad that that Harkwell area is built. I I am glad that they're doing something with that Hurlish roundabout because I travel it too, and mm-hmm. I come from Mass Bay. I want to see what's happening in the rest of the island. I go. I have to pass that. Mm-hmm. I have to go around that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Sandra, I'm all with you, but boy, it sometimes it seems like 
you wasting your breath because some people don't have no more common sense than what the older people call a damn duck. Mm, mm, okay, Sandra? Thank you, darling. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're most welcome. Thank you. All right. Thanks, my dear. Yeah, I mean, it is frustrating, but, you know, we're going to have the conversation because I think that it's important to get the accurate and correct information out there. And it's also important to remind people that there were other things that y'all were upset about. And then when it happened, a few months later, you've forgotten all about it and you adjust and you move on. It's fine. Even Barcam Esso. I remember when that first went in. Um, they were upset because the medium was being done in the way. So listen, only one way to get to Barcam Esso. If you're coming from the other direction, you have to loop around and it's safety. I, I get it. We don't have very complex roads, but even for the simple roads that we do have, there are safety measures that still have got to be implemented. In the United States of America, if you see a sign that says, do not make a U-turn here, and you're thinking, why can't I make a U-turn here? This doesn't make any sense. Y'all don't start arguing with their road works, people. If you make a U-turn there, you'll get a ticket. And it is what it is. It's like in this country, y'all wanna argue about every single thing. And to be quite honest, it just, listen. If it When it comes to road safety, this person says, good morning, Sandy. That roundabout should have been that way from long time ago and not waiting until June the 20th. I was trying to come out there on Saturday and had to do what they're implementing in a month's time because I had my one-year-old grandson with me and this person's not gonna take any chances. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sunday. Morning, morning. Um, you know, I, I, I disagree with you about this complaining business because Really and truly, I mean, I haven't been even following much about last year's problems than how I am doing up now because mm -hmm. I implemented that little thing with the roosters. I started being like, Donna, right? You know, like, you, you mean to tell me now that we can't feed chickens anymore? Really? We should just stop feeding stingrays at the same time? Right? That'd be a stupid, a stupid thought. Because I mean, I don't, I don't know what is more disgusting than to see a chicken digging in the garbage at the front of a restaurant. If you understand what I mean? I mean, I mean, we're not feeding them, but they eat in the garbage. The food being thrown away in the garbage. That's legal, right? And you feeding them is going to change what exactly? They're going to stop. No, they're going to start digging. They're going to start digging in the garbage because you're feeding them food because they have people that are just throwing away half plates of food and all this type of thing. And then when you look at it, the chickens are in there taking that food out because they're not out dumb. Okay. I, I it just my thoughts, to, but other than that, I'm not worried about them chickens. And I just worried about. The more roundabouts that is being put on this island, I mean, I hear about a lot of people confused about one roundabout, but there's going to be another two roundabouts apparently on that graph that they're showing us, that little um, diagram. On Frank Sound, what about the people that love to race down through sound, um, North Sound, um, not North Sound, Frank Sound? What about those type of people? Are there going to be another more road fatalities? 
I'm not sure. I'm I mean, Savannah to that area. I understand there's gonna be a lot of development, maybe because I mean, nowhere, no reason to have roundabouts for nothing, right? I mean, maybe new Fosters or something like that. Mm, okay. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I just listening in. I know you're being calling in too much. <laughs> All right, my dear. Okay. Um, not sure what this has to do with chickens, but anyway, I think the point he was trying to make is that. He only started to really get involved when he got upset about the chicken situation. All right. Well, listen, whatever it is that galvanizes you to get involved in your community, that's great. If it was the chicken thing, which again, completely misunderstood, but if that's what it took for you to care about what's happening in this country, then so be it. Nobody's going to jail and nobody's going to be fined $500,000 for feeding chickens. How many times do we have to say it over and over again? The compass took something that is so incredibly minute and they blew it out of proportion with a headline and it has confused this entire community. And once again, I see you guys up in arms about these damn chickens. I wish y'all would come get some chickens out of my neighborhood and go feed them, move them to your neighborhood and go feed them. They are nothing but a nuisance. Take them. I'll help you. Right? That's what got y'all all upset, but I don't see y'all talking about some really important conversations in this country. Come on now. We're going to be talking about child abuse this morning. Can I get some of y'all concerned about child abuse? Oh my gosh. I can't even. Who is this calling me, honey chill? Good morning. Hi. Yes. Oh, but you're on the wrong number. You're on the wrong number, honey child. You got to call 936-2626. That's the show number. All right, dear. Thanks. All righty. Um, it's just a hot mess. So uh, to clarify, only the traffic from Grand Harbor is being controlled from going west. So someone, I think it was Stuart, says, um, what... Who will stop at Hurley's on the way to town if they have to go all the way back to Red Bay to go to town? Say what? Who's going to stop at Hurley's on the way to town if they have to go all the way back to Red Bay? Okay. So let, let's look at the diagram. Let's just try to see. What has us um, so incredibly confused here this morning? Let me see if I can bring it up. Mm -hmm. Let me see, where is that video now? Hurley's. Uh-huh, here we go, let's see. Roads Authority wishes to notify the public of significant changes being made to improve the safety and functionality of the Grand Harbor Roundabout to optimize traffic flow and enhance public safety. From June 2023, motorists will no longer be able to turn onto South Sound Road or Crew Road via the Grand Harbor Roundabout when exiting the Grand Harbor area. All right, so hold on now. So this is the diagram that's on the screen, okay? Um, where, where's, okay, so Scotiabank is over there. Over here on this side, this is Grand Harbor. So a whole new plaza, um, more homes and development has gone in directly in the Grand Harbor area. 
So motorists will no longer be able to um, turn able to turn onto South Sand onto South Sand Road or Crew Road via the Grand Harbor Road or Crew Road via the Grand Harbor Roundabout when exiting the Grand Harbor area. Okay. Those leaving Grand Harbor will need to travel up along Shamrock Road and circle the next roundabout. If yeah, and the next roundabout is like a stone's throw away. What is the problem? That roundabout that is currently at Grand Harbor is too complex a roundabout. And it's being used by pedestrians to go to the grocery store, to walk across. Listen, I almost killed a woman there about two months ago. Now, it would have been her fault. Because clearly, she's seen a car in a hospital before. She literally walked out. She stepped right where you guys know where. Um, let me back up the video here. You see on the diagram where Scotiabank is, right? I'm coming off of the roundabout, right? So I'm looking to the right to make sure I have full clearance. She starts to walk off right there on the edge of that roundabout, like people coming from South Sound, would come out that way. That's where she decides to walk and try to cross the road. Literally, I had to slam on my brakes to avoid hitting this woman. Her and her friend decided to run across the street and I saw the look on her face. And I think at that moment, her life might've just flashed before her eyes. It would be fantastic if we could control stupid pedestrians, stupid drivers, people who shouldn't even have a driver's license. We need to, listen, we need to improve on all of those things. But road safety, part of road safety is actually road engineering. Sometimes you need to cut off access and you need to force people to take a route that's a little bit safer. I ain't mad about this, none at all. No I think this is going to work. Turn onto South Sound Road or Crew Road via the Grand Harbor Roundabout when mm -hmm. exiting the Grand Harbor area. I think that... I mean, I might be wrong. Um, this one and the A.L. Thompson's roundabout are the two largest roundabouts in the Cayman Islands. Um, I guess the one Caymana Bay is a little bit more complex in that it's, it's considered three lanes. Let us also keep in mind that there are future road works to come that is the expansion of the road system that's going to impact this area. This is not going to just be what you see here. The lanes going into this roundabout are going to be increasing in the coming year or so. so the NRA is thinking ahead. We're going to make this even more complex of a roundabout by expanding the roadway, right? If we're doing that, we need to think about safety of pedestrians and people having to maneuver this already rather complex roundabout. I am all for it. Get it done and the quicker, the better. I would not have even given that much notice if I was the NRA, but I guess. You know, you know, right now when you're going to South Sound, they have those cones there and people are supposed to decide this is coming from the east. People are supposed to decide if they're going to be turning in that direction or not. People are so confused when they do that. Oh, my God. Seriously. They're so confused. I, I see it all the time. and I'm just like, wow. Uh, Venetia says I'm all for this new change. That roundabout is very accident prone. Drivers exiting Grand Harbor prematurely and then are stuck in the middle of the roundabout. Had a couple near misses already, got rear-ended twice because of it. Trust me, I see it 
all the time. I don't think you have enough time when you come out of that roundabout, uh, when you come out of Grand Harbor to cross over essentially three lanes of traffic to try to reach all the way to South Sound or get back on Crew Road. That is the biggest issue with that roundabout. You just do not have enough time to do it. And I've seen their misses. And there are people who should right now go straight down and come back up and they're not doing it because it's an option. So they would rather take their chances. This roundabout and the one by A.L. Thompson's gives me anxiety. Every single time I traverse the A.L. Thompson's roundabout, it's like be in the inner lane. If you're going this way, people are cutting across lanes. That How many accidents do we have at, at these roundabouts? Maybe that's what the NRA needs to do is tell y'all exactly how many accidents are there every day. Because if you don't see it, or if we don't post on CMR, maybe you're thinking that, you know, oh, it's not that bad of a roadway. Good morning to Miss Kim. She says, need traffic lights and pedestrian walkways and yield signs might help. Well, that defeats the entire purpose of a roundabout, Miss Kim. A roundabout is to keep traffic flowing. If you're going to put in stop signs and walkways and all that stuff in a roundabout, then it no longer is a roundabout. It's something else. A roundabout is meant to keep traffic flowing. And you would never put, I mean, it's dangerous to put a crosswalk right by a roundabout. Didn't they do that down by Lizard Lane in that area in West Bay Road? And then they had to move it? Because you had people doing ridiculous stuff. One of the few accidents, I have not been, thankfully, knock on wood, I've not been in very many accidents in Cayman, but one of the few that I've had was at that little miniature roundabout there many years ago by Lizard Lane. And you know what caused the accident? Somebody stopping in the roundabout, trying to give way to traffic. I'm like, do y'all not understand the purpose of a roundabout? You should never stop at a roundabout to give anybody the right of way. You stop to check to see, look to the right, to see if you have clearance. If you have clearance, folks, you keep going. <laughs> I'm like, well, who does this? Y'all don't even know how to use a roundabout. And then putting a pedestrian walk right in a roundabout is asking for people to get hit. I don't know. RD says that new development across from that roundabout will only cause a major nightmare when it is fully occupied. Great move, NRA. I agree, RD, that the the um, you know construction in the area has contributed to what the NRA is trying to now do. And let's be very very clear here. While politicians, um, and this is directed at the progressives, while they're now trying to make a power move with this and play politics, I find it interesting that their same appointed, um, you know, planning boards who were there for eons and, and them, they didn't have anything wrong with the development in that area. I'm not picking an, an aura or whoever they are that have developed in the Grand Harbor area. That's not my point. But my point is, they were making these approvals of massive construction projects and not thinking about the impact that it would be having on traffic, on the roadway, and all this stuff, not making that a priority, not making that a point of discussion. Remember during the progressive tenure, when it came up that um, there was some other proposal that they were making, one developer had to jump in and say, hold on a second now, 
because Al then even jumped on his high horse um, and tried to throw the Davenport group under the bus, talking foolishness about, oh, well, the Davenport group is is like, basically, they're the problem, and they're preventing this from happening. There had been some agreement, and Davenport was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't mix us up in your political foolishness, because we ain't got nothing to do with that. They actually had to go on record and issue a statement against the progressive government and against what Alden had said because Alden got it wrong and then he had to kind of backtrack and apologize to the Davenport group. Y'all don't always remember these things and even sometimes me, I forget, but I'll be trying to recall how we've gotten where we've gotten because that's also important. And now they want to be the forefront of, oh, we're, we, we're going to stop progress. We're going to stop road safety um, from being implemented. And when y'all were there, you were doing what exactly? You know, I'm just saying. Cayman doesn't have an overpopulation problem. I keep saying we're people over overpopulated. No, we, we're not overpopulated. What we have, and I was saying this to a lady yesterday in town, what we have is overdevelopment in certain areas. We do have areas that the population outburst has been tremendous given where it's at. And it's allowed to happen, right? This country has a lot of land mass, a lot of space, but y'all don't want to move anywhere. Y'all want to just stay congested in a particular area. Someone, uh, the caller was talking about the DART organization. When the DART organization was building Caymana Bay and moving shopping, entertainment, even office space out that way, y'all were complaining then too, the cave people, oh, what are they doing that for? But look at what it did with some of the businesses in town. It actually allowed a lot of those businesses to move out of central Georgetown, which was not a bad thing, right? Not every single business has to be in a three mile radius in Georgetown. We can have businesses came out of me. We can have businesses on West Bay Road. Heck, we could have businesses in East End. Let's encourage the movement outward. You don't have to build or buy an apartment right on Smith Road. That area is congested enough already. Oh my gosh. 2.30 in the afternoon, you ever try to go on Smith Road to do anything? If you're not trying to pick up a kid from school? That gridlock traffic, because somebody thought it was a brilliant idea to have every single private school almost in Cayman right there within two miles of each other. Come on now. That's not overpopulation. That's just poor planning. Good morning, caller. Morning. How are you doing? Not bad. How are you? Your voice sounds a little elevated today. Yes, my dear. Honey, chill. <laughs> um. I think that given the importance of that shopping complex, mm-hmm. um, where we're at right now with the road network and the concern about being able to access that in the mornings is a legitimate argument. But the way I think to address it is similar to what they did on the opposite side of the road regarding the South Sound um, access point to the um, 
roundabout. They have a light there. Mm -hmm. And perhaps what they could do is in the morning time, um, they could allow the traffic to cross the lane, but not in the evening time. Oh, God, have mercy. Danny, because have you... Li listen. You, you talking about road users already confused? So you're going to no, have it's different... A, it's a light. It's a light. It's a light. It's a light. Anybody can follow a light. Really? Are you sure? Well, have you well, looked around at who's driving? They, they should get off the road then. But if we, if we can't, if, if a person can't follow a light, you can do this. You can go left or you can't go left. Or, or I mean, or you can go straight across into the roundabout or you can only go left. That's mm. not complicated. And what I'm saying is that you see in the morning time, the traffic is normally going into town, not out. The, the amount of traffic that's going the other way is significantly less. But, but in the evening time, the traffic going east is horrendous. So mm. I would agree that during that period of time, that it should be stopped. Mm. I, I think just, you'll I think you'll find you you'd be confusing more people with one set of rules during certain hours, another set during another. I mean, listen, people are creatures it's, of habits. They it's would a, it's the light. <laughs> you follow the light says you can go left. No, sir. Only left turn. You can only go left. That's not difficult. All right. That isn't difficult. They have they have a light on the opposite side of the road controlling the traffic at certain times of the day. Well, that's supposed to be controlling the traffic, I think, all the time, but half the time it ain't working. But we'll leave that one alone. Yeah. But <laughs> um but 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 you you do realize but no but think about what it means to the individual. How how many people utilize that um that shopping plaza in the morning times. That's the question. I, I, I mean, I have no idea. It, and I don't know too, who has it, those numbers. Well, so, um, the, I would imagine that. NRA I mean, I, I, I would imagine that nobody in their right mind who's sitting in traffic in the morning is trying to make a stop there to do anything and then get back in traffic. That's just my opinion. I mean, I, I'm not doing it in the well, morning. But the mornings that I do have to do it, the last thing on my mind is stopping at Grand Harbor. Well, I'm trying to hurry up and get to my destination, drop off my daughter for school. When traffic starts to free up, that's when I might make a stop if I'm going to make a stop. It's not going to be at one of the worst intersections in this country that I'm going to be like, oh, yes, let me decide to go into Hurley's right now and pick up a donut for her to eat. Well, you know the good thing about CMR <laughs> is you can always do a quick poll. <laughs> uh, what I what I would love is some your, official your, your some official numbers. Have we have we well, been doing any road camp? Well, here's here's what. Uh, let me read some comments because you'd be interested to hear what some other people are saying. But thank you, Danny. Appreciate it. So here's what one person actually had to say. This person says, "I am sure that all the people complaining probably don't even shop at Hurley's <laughs> or live past Red Bay. This exit is dangerous." And I am happy about the change. Government should require expats to complete the driving test to obtain a driver's license. 
everybody should be doing a driver's test based on what I see on the roadway. Road safety in this country is really atrocious. Another person says, my issue is that I had to drop my daughter at school by Hope uh, Academy on Grand Harbor. I would then have to go back up to the roundabout by the old auto spot and rejoin traffic for a second time. I think the biggest issue would be in the mornings when traffic is horrible. Other than the traffic nightmare in the mornings, it's a great idea. Hmm. Uh-huh. All right. Um, Soka says, even in the U.S., I see idiot drivers about to miss their turn and drive across four lanes of traffic to make it, causing drivers to break suddenly for the fools. Just keep going and use the next exit. Jeez. Mm-mm. Benji says, Miss Sandy, I think also they have to implement crosswalks so customers and staff as well. Uh, just make a suggestion to add to the change. It's hard to cross at that street, at that street safe, safety. Well, the last time the NRA was on the program, do you guys remember what they said, right? They said there's certain areas that putting a, a crosswalk in is not practical. You're asking for people to get hit, right? So it's not just about, oh, people need to cross in this area. You want to pick an area that it is like the traffic is slowing down enough. People are paying enough attention to the crosswalks. So even the determination of where a crosswalk goes is not a decision that is taken lightly. There's a number of different factors that have to be considered. And the number one factor is the safety of the pedestrians who are going to be crossing over. So you don't want to put in a crosswalk and have pedestrians believe and think that, oh, you're going to be safe just because the NRA has made this a crosswalk. And, you know, the drivers are not even going to see you and they're going to be running you over left, right, and center. So I don't think that that busy intersection, maybe further up somewhere, I don't know where you're going to put it, but I don't think that that busy intersection is the spot for a crosswalk. And where are you crossing from? What is it that you're crossing across the street for at that intersection in any event? Right? I mean, on the one hand is those condos um, are you saying that those people over there are going to walk over to the grocery store and they're just going to cross over the, the the street and cross over the medium? And then, you know, they're basically going to be crossing over like six lanes of traffic for their own sake. I'm going to say a silent prayer for them because I don't know how safe that really is to do that. Huh. You got to think carefully on these things, folks. Um. Uh, Alejandro says, illuminate the roundabouts, time for a change. Well, they have uh, put in all kinds of illuminations at the roundabouts. They've even put in signs now telling people, look right. Is it look right or look left? Which way do we drive again? Um, look left. There's the right. I can't even remember. But the one there by immigration tells you what direction to look. You couldn't make it any simpler. And they're blinking. So you think that people can't miss them, and yet, if you know anything about drivers and the way the brain works once it's driving, you would know that it helps, but it's of minimal help. Hmm. Uh, Alejandro says, try not do that in US of A and see what happens. Do what? I'm not quite sure I understand. Listen, in America, they make road changes all the time. They block off access and, and guess what? They're not business with who's complaining. 
once they've had so many accidents in a particular area and they see that it's an issue, they're going to block it off. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like um, Caymanians, some Caymanians um, really have nothing to do. And so, you know, they become part of this, this Caymanian against virtually everything. Like that's their job. That's what they do on a full-time basis. Um, it's a hot mess. So 936-2626 is a telephone number. Uh, Benji says, no one reads signs now a days for real. You're not telling me. Not only do they not read signs, but they don't see a lot of stuff. It's just, the, the one thing that has been an immense eye opener for me when it comes to road safety is that book that I was telling you guys about. I really wish, maybe we need to make it, we need to launch a book club and make it part of the book, um, the book club. But the one that I was telling you guys about as it relates to um, the things that people see, this is just human nature. This is just optics, right? The brain doesn't see what you think it's going to see especially when you are a driver. People who are, are, are pedestrians and who are walking, who are cyclists, they are far more noticeable to you than you think. And it's not always because you're a bad driver or because you're not paying attention. It's just that the brain has a built-in blind spot, if you will. Caller, good morning. Uh, question or comment? We have two calls on the line. Hello, good morning. Yes, sir. Good morning, Ms. Lander, this is uh, Dexter Biden. How are you? Morning, not bad. How are you? I'm I'm calling. I don't know. I'm uh, probably going to be a little off subject, though. Okay. Or off topic. Uh, no, I heard you uh, talking last week about um, uh, the abuse uh, within the uh, NAU. Mm-hmm. And I have a I have a friend of mine that I I guess kind of we kind of grew up here together, and, and he's a little older than I am, but. Mm-hmm. He, he has a situation where his son is collecting uh, funds for him, and and he's getting very very little of it, and and he's still walking around here broke every, every day of the week and hungry and <laughs> pretty much dirty thirty two. But anyway, he he, he he's kind of reluctant, I guess, to to, to try to, to see about getting help, and I'm I'm kind of in, in a in a tough position because mm-hmm. I kind of feel it's my civic duty to to say something because. <laughs> Because it's it's kind of wrong for people to be abusing the, the system and then in turn abusing their own errand. So let me just understand what you're saying. So this guy needs the help and he's abusing it or somebody else is abusing it? No, his, his son is supposed to be is collecting the, oh, the, the, the funds for him. Uh-huh. And he, he, you know, he'll give him $25, you know, today. And then the two, three days later, he call him up and say, I need some money. And he, he'll either tell him he doesn't need any money because he's going to drink himself to death or something, you know. And, and he's just using that as a, I guess, as an excuse for, for withholding the money from the, from the man. And, uh, and, and it, it's just not right. So why why is the son the one getting the money, not the man directly? Is it because he, well, he has an addiction? No, it, it is because he is, I guess, a person that is a little um, uh, less educated than he could be or should be. Okay. And 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 he's not as 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 swift as as he as he needs to be. I guess in, in regards of uh, handling his his mm-hmm. affairs, or, or or they feel like he he can't handle his affairs, and they've convinced him of that as well. Mm. Like, hmm. 
Okay. But they're not doing anything to, to, to make his life any better, you know, and uh, yeah. it, 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 it's not right. So I think probably the right thing to do here is, to, and I mentioned this last week about trying to see if we can't get some kind of reporting hotline for the NAU. Right, but, exactly. Yeah. But the problem, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, that's okay. <laughs> the problem I found with, with trying to do that is that you, you call that number and you never get to speak to anyone. And no one called me back. Let me um let me take down your number this morning. Let me just grab my little pen. And um I'm gonna have someone. Well, I, I will pass the message along. Of course, I can't force them to call you, as you well know. I don't work for government, but yeah. I will um ask that someone give you a call so that you can give them all the details of uh let me just write down your number here of this situation because um yeah i mean if you have something you want to report it's it's abuse of the elderly and listen just because someone is is their family member their child or whatever they might not be the right person to be making the decisions or being charge of the nau funds for this person maybe it needs to be a third party individual yeah he's got other he's got other siblings his his sisters and brother and you know other people that are kind of being made aware of it, but they're not that concerned seemingly, you know? All right. Let me see what we can do about having somebody call you so you can give them all the details of what's going on. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks too, my dear. Appreciate it. You have a good day. All right. Um, Caller, next caller uh, on the line. Morning. Hi, good morning. Good morning, dear. How are you? I am fine. Thanks, Sandra. Morning, Kenan. Um, I probably came into the tail end of the conversation. This is Marva Bodner Reed. Morning, morning, Marva. Morning, but I am really, really um, distraught and concerned now. Certainly, uh, with these changes that I see coming up at the roundabout mm-hmm. up by Hurley's. And thank God I do not live in that direction, mm-hmm. let alone live around the vicinity of Hurley's, just thinking that those individuals have to come out and then practically go half a mile east to turn around to get back west and then get caught up in the whole traffic. So honestly, I really don't think this was properly thought out by the individuals that are making the changes. And I I do hope that the citizens, you know, that will be affected will really speak out against it. well, I think, always, I think what you're going to have, Marva, is people who've never even done that maneuver are going to be mm-hmm. complaining about it. So it's not really the citizens that are going yeah. to be affected. It's people who have a perception that a ton of people are going to be affected. And as, yes. as one person said who lives in that area, they said they would really like to know how many people have even had the need to do that. So it's, it's one thing yes. for people to complain about something. It's another thing for them to demonstrate how they have actually ever been affected by that. Oh, well, definitely. I, when I, I say I complain, never, yes. let, let me Let me say this, right? Um, I live in the Eastern Districts. And the, the move that they're going to be preventing from happening, I've never done. Because I think you have no sense if you do that at that roundabout. You're asking to be hit. And I used, yes. to, I used to go, let me be very, very clear. I used to go to Hurley's Roundabout almost every single evening on the way home. It, is, it doesn't require me going back East, of course. I mean, that's or westbound, I should say. Are going to mm-hmm. South Town, but I would never, as a as someone who's concerned about my own safety on the road, 
Yeah. They can't afford to have somebody hit me without a car. I wouldn't make that move in any event. I would yeah. do exactly what the NRA is going to be forcing us to do. Yes. That's a dangerous Definitely. move coming out of Grand Harbor. It, it, it is absolutely. And it's, it's, and I've experienced it many times because Harley's is one of my um, choice of grocery stores that I like to go and shop. So mm -hmm. of course I will leave town to go up there um, and then, of course, having to come out and loop around to come back to town. However, I try to do it when it's um, a time when there's less traffic or on a day that is not as busy, certainly. Um, I'm actually going to just make a suggestion. might be too late, but have you been to the UK and have you been on some of those major roundabouts and see that in addition to a roundabout, they do have street lights on roundabouts. And I had that opportunity to experience that when I traveled over to the UK, where I've seen three lean roundabouts in the UK that actually have street lights. And the street lights is what controls that flow of those of the traffic moving around those huge, massive roundabouts over there in the UK. And I, I is it too late to do that now? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, we have this other big one being built over here, you know, by um, also the Linford Pearson bypass. Mm -hmm. Couldn't something like that even be implemented to help? Because I can tell you, it actually helps the flow of the traffic. How big, when you say so, a big, massive roundabout, how big are these roundabouts compared to what we have? Um, pretty much roundabouts. I've been in roundabouts the same size of um, or roundabouts here at Cayman, where it has like three leans that you would be coming out no, on. No, but I mean the, the physical side of it, because one of the issues I feel that we have here uh -huh. is we're trying to force roundabouts in a very small space. It's, it's like the one down by um by the police station. There's one right before you get by the old government building before you get to the police oh, well, station. Oh, no, no, no. Well, and then I, the other I, one I, further down. I, I don't even know well, why they're there. I don't even know why. I don't even. I don't even understand those. It's just like having the little one up here by the airport. Mm -hmm. um, remember, they used to have the little one out there by the Royal by Royal Bank. I really can't even understand those. Honestly, I don't because I mean it depends on the size car you're driving. You're not going around the roundabout. You're going over the thing that's in the middle of the road. So those little things, I don't consider them roundabouts. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the roundabouts that I've been to the UK mm -hmm. and I've traveled on is pretty much the same size as what we're looking at. I call it house lot roundabouts here in Cayman because when you look at some of these roundabouts that we have, you can pretty much put two homes down in some of these roundabouts mm -hmm. because the, the land mass is so huge that they utilize um, for the actual roundabout that they decorate and all of that sort of stuff. So I've seen roundabouts, the same size as our roundabouts. Mm -hmm. But in a and, and they have the three leans, and they're being dispersed in four different directions. But they also have street lights on the roundabouts that actually help control the traffic. So you can actually get stopped on the roundabout with a street light for a couple of seconds or maybe a minute or two and then you know a flow is let through, and then that gives then it then your turn comes, and then you you go through, and then another section is stopped, and it actually works. I was quite shocked by it when mm -hmm. I went there and experienced it to see streetlights on a roundabout, but it actually works. So let I mean, me, let I me don't ask know. you. Um, let me ask you a, a question in relation to that. So one of the um, 
you know, I guess concerns that we have in this jurisdiction is the vast majority of the people who use our roadways are actually people who used to, because we have to remember we have residents, um, you know, people here oh, yeah. permits, and then we have uh, yeah. millions of visitors per year. So most yeah. people who are actually coming and going out of roadways, a lot of them are North American people who've never really seen roundabouts. I mean, the UK, exactly. I guess, a roundabout is, is a normal thing. So it's a common thing. Yeah. yeah. Any, any consideration to um, these roundabouts that you're talking about, making them even more complex? Because that's what you do, I think, when you add, you know, uh, traffic lights and all sorts of things. When you have to consider who your actual drivers are, they're not people from the UK who grew up using roundabouts their entire lives. You're so, absolutely right. But you also have to consider mm -hmm. that a lot of these persons that visit the Cayman Islands mm -hmm. don't just visit our islands. They visit the world as well. So they get exposure. And let me say to you Americans now that... Americans visiting the world? Yes, Americans visit the world, Santa. Don't even go Sean, there. Please, most of them don't even <laughs> have a passport. You may have those ones that come to Cayman for their uh -huh. sun, sea, and sand, but Americans Listen visit the world. Remember when they made it a requirement for them to have a passport to travel? And and 90% yes, of them were what? like, what's a passport? Yes, but guess what? They all have passports now because mm. you cannot travel without a passport mm -hmm. any longer. To the U.S., so let me make that be known. And not only that, may I say to you, me being an individual that travel a lot in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and around the world, roundabouts now, particularly Atlanta, that's mm -hmm. a prime example. I was shocked to go to Atlanta and see a lot of roundabouts being developed in certain areas. I was shocked even in Tampa. I've seen it even in Miami. I have seen roundabouts in certain areas. So roundabouts now is just not in British territory um, countries or, or the UK. Roundabouts now are being developed in the US in certain places. Busy, busy, busy cities. So people are exposed. So don't think that the people that just come to Cayman are just now being exposed to roundabouts. No, the only thing that what they're being exposed to is driving on the left-hand side. A lot of them coming here for the first time. But they've been, a lot of our visitors that come here, they've been around the world. They've seen the world. Mm -hmm. And they come here, and yes. So let's not be, yeah, let's not think that way. But obviously, yeah, the, the, the main problem for them, of course, is, I mean, because I work at the airport, and I, I sometimes step outside of the airport, and I see those persons driving out of the, the um, plaza across the street. And guess where they're driving on? right hand side they'll turn out of the plaza even though the signages inside of the rental cars say please drive on the left that is the one thing you have mm -hmm. to worry about when it comes to an american but about them being exposed to roundabouts and stuff yes mm -hmm. they are exposed to them and again of course it confuses even more when you come to the roundabouts because when you have those three leaves mm -hmm. and and there you know i've seen it up until a couple of weeks ago someone was um down by Kamana Bay. They mm -hmm. were all over on the far left-hand lane, but then they turned and switched over in front of me that was going straight down to West Bay Road because I was going down by Mars Candle. They came from over the far left-hand lane and turned right in front of me, like I wasn't driving fast, and mm -hmm. went switched over and went over to Kamana Bay. That could have been a major mm -hmm. accident right there. So, but my thing is, is that, for people that are used to the roundabouts, mm -hmm. 
the people that us that live here, whether we're Caymanians or not, but we reside in Cayman, mm-hmm. a lot of us have no common courtesy. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm going to touch on. When it comes, some mornings ago, I sat, and I do it many mornings when I drop my daughter to um, John Gray High School. I come and I sit there mm-hmm. sometimes for 20 minutes. Now, you have the people coming from east. The traffic is already, that's a little torch will go around the boat up inside there that they're, they're expanding big time. You know the one I'm, I'm talking about, right? Tortuga. The Tortuga one heading towards, Tortuga used to sponsor that one, heading towards the Gapi Church, the little one right up inside there, coming off the Linford Pearson bypass oh, like you're yes, driving yes, out. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. yes. But I get there. I sit there literally for 20 minutes in the morning when I drop my daughter to John Gray High School. Mm-hmm. Now, those persons coming from East, they know that they cannot, they, they can't pass because the traffic is all the way down to the red light and it's clogged, completely clogged up. Mm-hmm. Now, they see somebody on the inner lane with their trafficator on, might mean, I want to go East. I want to go to Crew Road. So I can either go straight down or I can take the roundabout and come out there, you know, somewhere by Jose's or whatever. Even if I cut through Jose's gas station, Mm -hmm. will they let me out? No, they will clog the roundabout up and they will sit there for the next 20 minutes or 15 minutes clogging me up for 20 minutes. Whereby, come on, use common sense and common courtesy and and say, well, okay, this person on that inside lean Mm -hmm. might just want to come out and want to head east. They may not want to get in that long line headed down to the agriculture um, street light. So it all has to do with courtesy, common sense, and how we drive. And then you got some people that, hey, listen, they become a slave and they don't look left, right, and center. And they just gonna go, they'll just drive straight out. And, and you can be halfway out there and they still come in flying. Yeah. So, you know, it, it all, us, us is where the problem is here in mm. Cayman. All right, my But dear. I mean, the, so but yeah, that's just a suggestion. And yeah. I, you know, I'm a person that if I call in, then I, I, I want to offer a suggestion yes. and something for them to think about. All right. Have a wonderful I appreciate day. Appreciate it. So somebody okay. else supports um, Marva's suggestion about putting in a street light. They are saying that um, it shouldn't be confusing because Americans are used to lights and lights are universal. I listen, I'm I'm hesitant to combine the two because I think anytime you add one more thing to already a complex situation where the brain is already having to look in multiple directions and uh, I don't know. I'm not really sure how I feel about adding a light. Um, I think if you grew up, you know, using um, a light all the time, maybe. Uh, Miss Darlene, for some strange reason, your call isn't coming in and what's up on the computer today. This is weird. Um, let me, Miss Darlene, I'm going to call you back because I don't know why you're not coming up on the screen where I can actually pull you in. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, the problem for me is when you're asking people to do multiple things, I believe in the KISS principle. Keep it simple, stupid, Right. And don't get insulted because it has stupid in it. But sometimes you just remove a choice. You can't go this direction. Boom. Problem solved. It's done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your brain no longer has to process that as an option. I see people at AL Thompson's running into each other all the time. Coming out of the roundabout. That's where the bulk of the accidents happen there. Simply because 
it requires you to look to the right to have your clearance. But you also have to be forward thinking of the person still in front of you. If there's a vehicle in front of you, you can't just take off without looking back to make sure they've already moved off and you have sufficient space between the two of you. Most people can't do both. They look to the right and their foot starts to come off the pedal and they rear in and each other. That's why most of the accidents at that A.L. Thompson's roundabout happen when they're coming out of, like you pass A.L. Thompson's and you're coming off of that part of the roundabout. Y'all ever notice it? Yeah, because they're not able to pay attention to two things at once. Add a traffic light to that, oh my God. I don't, I'm not confident y'all can handle it. I don't know. I guess we can try it and y'all can try and prove me wrong, but morning, my dear. How are you? Morning, morning. Happy belated Mother's Day. Oh, thank you so much. Same to you, um, my dear. Yeah. Yeah, I I had a two cents to one based on what Marvel was saying. I, mm -hmm. I agree with her hundred mm -hmm. percent. But the, the main thing I think with drivers is that and she mentioned it to the end, courtesy and common sense. Now, I've been living up here five years, and what mm -hmm. she said is exactly true, because I was saying, what is the big deal? Because we're coming from where we're um, roundabout, so it doesn't bother us. Mm -hmm. But people mm -hmm. that are not used to it, yes, may have a, an issue. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. lights and roundabout works. And, and and like I say, I've been here five years now, and if I told you mm -hmm. that I saw five accidents, mm -hmm. I'd be telling you a lie. I have not seen five accidents, and these are streets with, these are roads with four, uh, four or six ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, traffic, traffic going, traffic coming, pedestrians crossing, and everything you know is is um, just so careful. People are courteous, you know. So mm -hmm. I think I I don't know. I always say it's not the roads that are bad. We have excellent roads. Yeah, it is just people to have common sense and be courteous. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do with the roads and the streets. We got some of the best in the world. Roundabouts, I've been to France, Paris, and, and roundabouts are there. And people are just, I mean, thousands of people just moving at one time, everybody knowing what they, they're doing. And people, you know, again, being courteous. Lights work. I don't care what anybody say. Lights work. Because if you can't read, at least you, unless you're blind, Mm -hmm. unless you're blind and even blind people here can get across when the lights are on or off because it's the provisions in place for them. Mm -hmm. So they really need to think, you know, maybe that's a good suggestion Yeah. with the light. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you. you, my dear. Appreciate Bye. it. Bye -bye. Caller, good Maybe morning the, and welcome to the program. With the light. Okay. Hello. Good morning. Yeah. Morning. Okay. Morning. How are you? Yes. Hi. 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 Um, couple of things that I've been trying to say for a while on this. I know it's mm -hmm. just one person talking here, but mm -hmm. the, the roundabout situation, um, it's proven that roundabouts work in, in up to a given amount of, of concentration of vehicles. Mm -hmm. But at that point at Hurley's roundabout, particularly it's a bottleneck because a roundabout cannot handle that amount of flow of traffic. Mm -hmm. And the only sensible solution mm -hmm. is a vehicular overpass if you come from britain you would call it a fly a vehicular flyover i don't mm -hmm. care what terminology or vernacular one wants to use mm -hmm. because 
the necessity to have a free flow of traffic not being interrupted with people coming from the east in the morning, mm -hmm. headed west, and then people coming from the west in the afternoon, evening, headed back east. That is the only solution, Sandy, that is going mm -hmm. to be able to alleviate the issue at that particular bottleneck. Yeah, I don't and, think and, and I think it's um I think it's important to understand what the NRA is saying right now, right? So they're not they're not um talking about addressing traffic concerns. They're talking about with this change addressing a safety issue. So I know some people mm -hmm. are talking about traffic flow and whatever, but the NRA hasn't said that that's why this change is being made. They're saying this is purely for the purposes of um traffic. And and I can see Right, because I see it all the time. People trying to quick time get over into that far lane when coming out of Hurley's. Now, the I, other I thing that they that. could do is stop people, and I guess Hurley's development might not want that. Stop people from coming out of that particular entrance from Hurley's completely. Make Hurley's a one way in and one way out. You'd be forcing people to do the exact same thing, mind you. Because when they come out of the second entrance further down, they can't go to South Sound. They have to go all the way down. But that's still the safer thing to do. Possibly, but the fact that in the absence of having a police force with the capability, one one second, I have a plane passing over. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing to um, consider so as well is how are they going to um, how are they going to block it is the other thing. I'm assuming this is going to be a permanent structure that's going to be put in there. Yes, you see, with the amount of development that's in that area now, Masande, you would then have all of the traffic coming in from the developments east of Grand Harbor, I mean, west of, of Grand Harbor, all having to funnel through that parking lot area of Hurley's supermarket itself. So that would be problematic as well, mm -hmm. you know. And I understand and I see and I've experienced people who will pull off trying to get onto the roundabout mm -hmm. to go either back west or into South Sound. And mm -hmm. for whatever asinine reason, they, they decide that it's okay to pull out and block traffic that is trying to get to go east. Mm -hmm. And it's dangerous. However, if you have a police officer there knowing that this is an issue, keeping their eye out for this, haul them over and find them heavily for that infraction because... Mm -hmm. In the absence of that enforcement, and everybody knows it, in the absence of that infraction, you're going to have a bit of an anarchy going on, which is what we see all around the board here in Cayman when mm -hmm. it comes to, to to traffic woes in Cayman. Mm -hmm. and it, you know, you could spend we could spend all day long going into tomorrow morning talking about the absolute BS mm -hmm. that that drivers in Cayman. Um, go on with yeah and part of it has to do with that lack of mm -hmm. of enforcement mm -hmm. now that being said i understand the safety issue Sandra. yeah I, I get it i get it but punishing everybody and i'm talking you know holistically here punishing mm -hmm. everybody for some people who drive in such an unsafe manner do and act as if that, and block that literally sit there and wait in the middle of a traffic flow mm -hmm. because they don't have enough sense. 
they, they're ignorant to a degree or they just don't care. Whatever the reason is that somebody would, would be willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Punishing everybody, disrupting the traffic flow even more when part of a solution could be to increase the enforcement there. You well, see, you have a I police mean, officer I, there, they haul them over. Yeah, I mean, That's I think, I think the RCIPS um, has a traffic division again. Remember, they'd gotten rid of it. Now they yeah, have brought back it back. Yeah, they're back understand. And I've spoken to some of those officers in the ground, and they're like, Sandy, you have no idea. They said, you don't know how much we're out there enforcing, and people just don't care. They're not going to drive, and they're not going to do any better. They would have no time for anything else other than to be traffic cops. You know, I mean. Well, then there might have to be an increase in yeah. that regard. But I, I mean, I think if you were to ask most of the populace in Cayman, Sunday, mm-hmm. on any given drive, the amount of just simple common sense, the lack of simple common sense when it comes to driving in Cayman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, whether it be lack of indicating mm-hmm. um you know if we could go down the line yeah there is a definitive lack of enforcement i don't think yes. that anybody being objective could could say that there is not a lack of of enforcement of the traffic laws here in cayman mm-hmm. i don't think that anybody could say that Alrighty. so that is part of a solution but Sandra, right. i'll leave you with this thank you my dear i appreciate it we need a vehicular overpass at that point. Yeah. That is going to be I, the I only think, real solution. I think that um, I was when you were saying that. I think that the problem is right. Trying to find a solution that economically makes sense as well, knowing that the NRA has a budget. They don't have a limitless budget with which to operate, right? Knowing that they have a budget, knowing that they have some major, some other major roadworks and stuff going on. I'm sure they're trying to find solutions that are not going to take five years to build, require an EIA and require all this other stuff, any kind of thing like an overpass, an underpass, any of those things is a major undertaking. Closing it off like what they're suggesting now is really not that big of a deal, to be honest. Sunday, an EIA would not be necessary for a vehicular overpass at that junction. You don't know about the flying cockroaches in that air that can be impacted, you know? <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. I Not keep only telling that. you about have these you cave people. Many you how many that? times have that one on the boat been reason. Hello, hello. They mm-hmm. can find a reason that overpass can't work, or that, that's gonna that's gonna change our visual um flow structure of the air, and I can't see in the air anymore. I can go challenge government on that, honey. Chill. You don't know these cave people. Sunday, listen me. Flying cockroaches aside, <laughs> that that. One roundabout has been done and redone and done over and done again and done again and done again. If the amount of money that has been spent by the the taxpayers in Cayman, yeah, okay, the public's coffers, if the amount of money that has been spent on redoing that one bloody roundabout <laughs> to build a vehicular overpass, we could have that thing paid with the finest of Carrera marble and have golden side rails along the side of it at this point. <laughs> That is what is necessary, and that is going to be the only sensible solution. So right. I'll leave it there, Mom. Thank you, my dear. I appreciate it. Not Bye-bye. so hot says, I don't think that's the solution. This is the problem. We would never have any consensus or any agreement on anything. That's why I say, let the NRA do their job. Let them close it off. 
And in six months time, this will be a non, non-conversation starter. I assure you of that. Here's what Jake says. What is the big deal? Jake says. The other roundabout is not that far to go. Loop around and come back. In Miami and other parts of the world, the roads are the same. You got to go down past the plaza and then you do a U-turn where it's allowed and come back. Safety first always. Same with planes, trains, boats, and cars. Safety always comes first. All right, we're going to put up the poll on the website and you guys can tell me who's for it and who's against it. If it's not really a big deal and it's just a handful of cave people going on about this change, you know, I don't, Evelyn says exactly, Jake, she's in agreement. What's the big deal? Listen, I'm telling you, I used to go to Hurley's every single day. Of course it was in the evenings because I would never go there in the mornings. I don't care what anybody have to say. I'm not doing that in the morning. What is that Hurley's? Not, not, let me not think about Hurley's. What is in Grand Harbor that is so important for me to stop in the mornings? I don't need nothing from there in the mornings. If I was doing the morning run, I've had, I've done it before when my daughter was younger, right? Before the talk show, I was the one doing the morning runs. I would never think about it under no circumstances. Just like when I come out of Hurley's, even if I have to go to South South or I have to go back to Crude, I'm not turning right there. It's not enough time. It's an accident waiting to happen. Yes, I'm one of those people that will circle around the roundabout if I feel like, okay, I'm not in the right lane. And I see this person, I'm trying to use my peripheral. And I see this person about to cross over into me. I'm going to go the other way and find a safer way to come around. It's just not worth the headache of an accident. Lion, Iron Lion says, I completely agree with Jake. First Lady Jan says, I don't see the problem, period. Let's do a little informal vote. We have 323 people on the live stream right now, split almost evenly. I mean, almost exactly evenly. 162 on YouTube and 163 on Facebook. Couldn't get more even than that, really. Let me hear from you all now. How many of you think that this is a problem, right? So raise your hands, pay attention in class. If you see it as a problem, say yes, um, in favor of the change, not in favor of the change. Try to make it as simple. Let's do a quick little vote here, impromptu vote. How big of a deal is this? Is it necessary for the progressives to be having a public meeting about this when they don't have a public meeting about much else that's going on in this country? Uh, Dean says, big deal, couple gallons of gasoline. You're gonna spend a couple gallons of gasoline going for, what? <laughs> what changes? So just say yes, agree with the change, no, don't agree. Make it simple. Akina says in favor of the change. Morning, caller. Good morning. Morning, dear. I have my comment regarding the runabout. Yes, ma'am. I personally don't have any problem. That little road um, coming from over early is right by the runabout. I don't use that road none at all. I honestly feel like that right, right there is not safe. I don't feel comfortable using it even before they change it up to how it is now. I always use the next road and go straight back to the runabout and come right back down. I feel much more comfortable to do that. So I don't see the problem. Honestly, my vote is for it to be changed. Change it. All right. So let me, let me, let me clarify the question. Okay. Change. Um, let me, let me, let me make it yes or no to make it simple. So you agree 
with the proposed change or not? So yes, I agree with the proposed change of locking that off. No, I don't agree. That's the question. So, yes, so far um, we have- Yes, I agree, Peer. I, I, yeah. I agree 100% for them to change it. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's 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 not safe. And, a lot, and, 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 and I normally see a lot of persons coming from Crew Roadside. Mm -hmm. I normally see a lot of persons driving so fast to get out of early's from that runabout to it's go to crazy. the other side. Because you have to cross so yeah. much lane and it is and, very and, dangerous and, and, because and you only... as a driver, you will see that person coming out from that side. Yes. And you basically start to proceed with caution. Where in which that, the other person remember... in the other lane really don't care. So they are going yeah. fast and then there can be an accident right there. And remember, you're also competing with people coming from South Sound as well as Crew Road. Exactly. So you have I don't understand why people do it. Like I said, I've never done it and I wouldn't do it under any circumstances. I don't care I, if I was I, trying to go. So if I go to Early's, I just take the back right at the back side there where they have near to the bank mm -hmm. and just go down that road and come back around. Right. I feel Thank much you, more honey. comfortable doing that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes. So Akina is in favor. Okay. Um, I don't know. Alejandro says no biggie. If you can't drive, you can't drive. Uh, Neith, is that how you pronounce your name? Is in favor. Amori is in favor. She says agree and in favor of the change. Um, Iron Lion in favor of the change, along with the one way in and one way out of Hurley's. Faith says yes. Agree with the change. Irvlin says yes. Not so hot says the roundabout change or the overpass change. Oh, roundabout. Nobody's building an overpass there anytime soon. So we're talking about the current change. Nellie is in favor of the change. Tina is in favor of the change. She says, yes, make the change. Should have always been that way. Olive is in favor of the change. I don't live up that side. Um, I have to go that side from time to time, but she's in favor of it. Salvin, good morning, says yes, but the suggestion your previous caller suggested an overpass at pedestrian facilities, that is not on the table. It sounds like a great idea. But it's not on the table, so let's talk about what is on the table and what's coming June 20th. Caller? Yeah, I think I'll in favor for it. In favor? Reason being because, um, yeah, because um, you check it out. I think that that should just be an exit only. In my opinion, like, you go a little bit mm -hmm. further down from the roundabout and you can't go in up to Peanuts and you can just enter in from there if that's the case and you exit from there too. Go to the mm -hmm. other roundabout. It's not that far if you're going back up. All right. Thanks for the vote. Uh, Miss Irvelyn says yes, she agrees. Um, is this Caliwat agrees? Uh, Jesse says no. No one can confirm if they have updated the traffic laws to address these barriers they have been installing. I don't understand. What do you mean update the traffic laws? Address the barriers? How? Uh, okay, I'm I'm confused about what that means. Maybe we should get some clarification, Jesse. I don't know what that means. So you're trying to say that they don't have the, they don't have the authorization to install them? Of course they do. I see um, Alejandro was saying earlier they should remove the ones by Jose's Esso, right? Thank God they're there. You know how many accidents have been prevented? Because now when you're going to Crew Road passing Jose's Esso, you need to decide where you're going beforehand. Going over yeso, over deso. You can't be in the far lane closest to the airport and trying to cut across traffic to get on the bypass, not anymore. That has saved a lot of accidents in that area. 
Thank you, NRA, for doing so. Little changes, cost-effective, make a big difference. Nigel says, yes, agree. Dortha says, yes, agree. Yasmin says, yes, agree. So, so far, the majority of people just here, it's over 335 now, are in agreement with the NRA. The cave people not winning this one. I don't care how many public meetings they want to have. Yasmin says, yes, agree with the proposal. Miss Sue says, yes, agree. Uh, it's too dangerous. Lynette says, I'm in favor of the change. Marshall says, trust me, the distance from the roundabout isn't that far to go up the roundabout, up the road and turn around. Here in the USA, some roads, you have to go a longer distance to turn around and head back in the opposite direction. Not so hot says they should just lock off that one exit on the Hurley's roundabout instead of changing the whole entire roundabout it would be a lot cheaper. But I think that's what they're doing, not so hot. I think there's some confusion here about what it is that they're doing. I think that's exactly what they're doing. What I suggested with Hurley's, locking it off so nobody can come out that way, but I think they're gonna have a problem with the, um, and we shouldn't really say Hurley's because it's all Grand Harbor is the proper name, right? I think that they're gonna have an issue with the Grand Harbor developers who own the, I guess technically they own the entrance and exit. To the, to the complex and to the development itself, right? So I think the reason why that hasn't been done because that requires their corporation, um, although maybe the NRA can tell them what to do. I don't know how this works exactly. Uh, we can certainly ask the NRA, but that would do the exact same thing. One way in and one way out. It really would. But so they said that they're going to put up... Um, the sticks out of the road to control the traffic. Oh, okay, so it's the same thing that they have down by, by Crew Road is how they're going to... Um, and that's what they have down South Sound now, um, down on the opposite side, to make sure you, if you're going to South Sound, you better get over, because once you get to a certain point, you can't be changing over, because again, that was in that, in that roundabout, another accident-prone area. So Jake is agreeing and in favor. Miss Rita says, I agree with the change. Marshall says a change on that road should have been done a long time ago. So that's a yes. Changing that whole entire roundabout is unnecessary. I think you're confused. Not so hot. I don't think it's. Let's make it very, very clear. And I think the NRA needs to do a better job with the messaging. Because if some of you are still confused about what's being done, we need to do a drive-through. Not a drive-by, but a drive-through to really clarify what this is. You know... I'm sitting here thinking now, I have something in my Amazon cart. This would be the perfect use case for this. Hmm. I wonder if I could justify the business expense for one project. You know, y'all go and Sandy. That doesn't sound like that's a good economic decision, but it's times like this when I could really use that. Huh. I'm wondering. Hmm. I'm going to think about it. It was going to be my birthday gift to myself, but you know, birthdays can come early these days. Uh, I digress. My apologies. Let me get back on track here. Uh, Debbie says in favor. Jackie says totally agree with the change. Well, NRA looks like you have the resounding support of the community. Just do it. Don't wait till the 20th. Heck. Um, uh, Carla. Good morning, Carla. How are you? Beautiful Carla. She says in favor. Darlene says, I'm for the change. Miss Sue says, I'm voting yes for my two daughters and they're good drivers. 
Miss Sue, did they give you permission to vote for them? I love how Miss Sue is just taking control. I'm going to take control of the situation for them too. Um, Tracy says, definitely agree. I always thought that was a dangerous spot. Uh, Denny says, install a light that indicates left turn only at times when traffic is heavy going east and allow crossing the lane. Oh, you're giving people too many choices, Denny. Use the KISS principle. You know, you can't give people too many options. I hate to tell you this, but mm, you're leaving it up to them? Oh, uh-uh. Marva says, I'm for the change as well. Thank you, Miss Marva. Wee Wee says, yes, agree. Alejandro says, yeah, I don't know who don't understand the roundabout thing, but they're just going to lose a winning battle, right? Mm-hmm. Why can't the control, why can't they control public roads? Charles says that's why it would make sense to move the exit further back towards Kings or as close and person can merge into upcoming traffic towards the Hurley's roundabout. Which exit are you talking about? You can't move the exit on the roundabout. The roundabout's already there. The exit to Hurley's? But that's, I think that's like the end of the development. Like you can't move it. Where would you move it to? Because right after that is other people's property. <laughs> like I don't think Hurley's or I keep saying Hurley's, my apologies. Not Hurley's. Hurley's is in there. But I don't think Grand Harbor owns anything beyond that. That's other people that own that property. So you can't put the exit to their complex and somebody else's property, right? So I'm not sure about that one. Um, JD says, someone going to tear them cones up within with their car within 48 hours. Well, they'll do it and they'll put them back. And, you know, there's been a few that have gone missing on Crew Road. But by and large, y'all get the message now on Crew Road. You get over in one lane or the other. Um, he says, in consideration of the Grand Harbor residents in reference to my suggestion. But the residence isn't that complex. I mean, there's to access it over, you go down there and then you turn left. So I'm not too sure though. Okay. Uh, He says, take out the roundabout, like how you merge to Red Bay. Okay. Um, Not so hot says, okay, I understand what you're saying now. The private development in the back there, okay, do the change. Not so hot now in favor of it. Most people, at least in the 90-something percentile, NRA is saying to do it. It makes sense. So we're going to do a drive-through, hopefully today, with the NRA, because I think there's some clarification on exactly what it is that they're doing So first, we need to understand what they're doing, right? They're only preventing you. Let me read my notes again, because I want to make sure that you get it right. All right. So they are only preventing Mm -hmm. only the exit from Grand Harbor to South Sound. How many people live in South Sound that go to Grand Harbor that would want to make that very dangerous exit in any event. So that's the only one that's being changed for safety reasons. Motorists will still be able to enter Grand Harbor coming from eastward and from South Sound. Y'all understand? So coming east, 
That's like if you live Savannah, Newlands, East End, Frankstown, you can still access Grand Harbor coming from that direction. You can still enter Grand Harbor coming from South Sound. It's coming out of Grand Harbor, trying to make that very short turn to cut across three lanes and three lanes coming from different directions because two coming from, actually three are coming from um, Coo Road and another one coming from South Sound. So you got to look on for all of that to try and cross over real quick. I mean, it's literally like a two second opportunity to cross over. That's what they're going to prevent you from doing. And I am not mad about it. NRA sounds to me like you have resounding support from the community to just do it. Good morning, Denny. Morning. Um, if you use your logic that cutting across two lanes um, shouldn't four, four be allowed. Um, well, we just determined four across, lanes in two seconds. Um, you would have to then say, well, the people shouldn't join the roundabout from South Sound at all. Because that's the situation you have on the opposite side of the road. And the reason why I set a stoplight there is to do the opposite of what they do on the other side of the road. And what they're trying to prevent there is people going through South Sound to avoid getting in line um, on, on the Linford Pearson, therefore on the Shamrock Road and, um, and, and jamming up the traffic when people are trying to go, go, go home in the evening, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the reverse is what I'm saying, is that just like you have a stoplight on the other side that says, no, we don't want you to tie up the traffic late in the evening. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a light there that regulates the rate at which the traffic coming out of South Sound can join the traffic going east. And since the rate is gonna be slower than if you were in the line on the, on the straight from Linford Pearson, mm -hmm. well, it's gonna take you more time to cut through South Sound because they're trying to prevent the congestion there. And so if, when, if, so if you're coming out of Hurley's now, the, the, the same logic is being applied where you would say, well, well, what we're, what we're not going to do is we're not going to allow you to just go across the road. And, and it's, by the way, it's not just going to South Sound, it's going to Linford Pearson as well. It's being um, disrupted by that. Well, Jenny, so, you what, said to do but, a poll but, but, let, and let, the majority let, in favor I, of it. I, 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 I understand. But this we gotta have a conversation. It, it, it's fine if the majority feels that way. That's okay. What I'm saying is, is that, is that when you're coming out of Hurley's in the morning time, there is not tons of traffic going east. Most of the traffic, vast vast majority of it is going west. And, and so coming out of Hurley's in the morning time, which is the opposite of coming out of South Sound in the evening time, which is what they're trying to prevent, is 
is is okay. It's in the it's uh, in the evening time when tons of traffic is going west, and you're trying to cross those lanes that create the. It's dangerous at any time, Denny. No, no, it isn't. Yes, that's it is. inaccurate. It All is right. in, that's inaccurate. Well, we'll we'll agree to disagree. Well, we can. It might be more fine. dangerous during high traffic times, but it's dangerous at any time. Uh, then what you would need to do is to shut down traffic coming out of South Sound if you're using that logic. Because they're crossing two lanes the same way. No, but this one is crossing so, like four lanes, two coming from different directions completely. So it's not exactly the same thing. It, it is not identical, but it is extremely similar. And yes, people are crossing, we'll, we'll listen carefully. They're crossing the, the, the two lanes that are going west. They're going through the roundabout. They're crossing those lanes to go into Hurley's. Okay, that's what plenty of people do. That's why the junction is there to facilitate the flow. And, and, and the unfortunate thing, this is why when I first called, I said, given our current situation with how the road network is, I, I didn't get into the thing about how we need to get around this bottleneck and overpass. I didn't get into none of that stuff because I agree with you, that's not, that's not going to happen right away. But, but given our situation, given the need to have traffic be able to go in and out of that Grand Harbor roundabout. I'm you're just using the same logic that is on the other opposite side of the road coming out of South Sound. So if if you think that you shouldn't be able to come out and go across on the opposite side of the road by Hurley's, then you need to look at what you're doing on the traffic coming out of South Sound. All righty. All right. Take care. Okay, so um, another person says, please ask Denny to stop confusing everyone. <laughs> I think that solution of doing something during certain hours and something different, that's going to confuse people. Charles says, across from that new plaza in Grand Harbor, by the way, I haven't been in that new plaza. Anybody been there? An exit can be somewhere along that way, which give the residents and Hurleys should agree upon due to the residents there have to drive through Hurley's parking lot to go to RBC section to exit. I'm in support of the change as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know who, how they're connected. Like those property owners are obviously, I mean, they don't have to go down RBC if that exit remains open. And maybe that's another reason why they're trying not to make it a singular in and out because it would force those people. And I think there's quite a few residential complexes and stuff down in there, right? And then there's a new complex. That would force people to have to go through what is considered the Hurley's parking lot and the rest of the plaza to then exit if we change it. So I could see why blocking off, like making entrance and exit only into that complex, I could see where that presents an issue for those very same people, Charles. Um, so, you know. Um, Miss Marva says many people go to Hurley's and the entire Grand Harbor for many reasons. You'd be surprised that streetlights will control the traffic without causing any safety issues. 
Um, she also says, I think that, um, that this is a, I don't think this is a thought out resolution. Give it several months and years and changes will be made again by NRA. Well, that's what NRA is there for. <laughs> They're there to make changes when and if, uh, you know, required. So will the traffic flow in five years be the same at Grand Harbor? No, it's about to change right now once that complex over there opens up. And I think that the NRA probably has had this on the books for a very long time. They don't jump up and do things overnight. I tell you, this is government folks. There's probably been discussed for five years already. And now that they see all these new complexes starting to open up, the amount of traffic flowing through that roundabout People coming out has grown exponentially. And once Aura, which by the way, is Aura, is, a, is it a residential complex? Somebody said they thought it was a hotel. I never heard that before. I'm like a hotel. I don't think so. Uh, we can confirm, but I don't think it's a hotel, but whatever. That's how many units are there. And then there's the one next to it that that's not built yet, right? That's not finished. So you're going to have hundreds more people right at that roundabout who live right there. So I think the NRA's job is to make changes when and if required. That's what we pay them to do. They're supposed to be a flexible um, entity. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what they do. <laughs> so, um, oh, yes, here's another one. People need to also understand that this will be re-looked at after the connector is completed. Don't underestimate what the NRA is doing. I believe that out of everybody, they have an understanding of the bigger picture more than us. Even me, I'm half paying attention to what the NRA does. I'm going to be honest with you. Somebody was asking me the other day, where does the connector road come through Woodland Drive? And I couldn't answer the question. I'm like, I don't know. Go and look on the NRA's website. So let me remind all of you, I'm gonna give you this link right now. There is a King's connector. Remember King's is right there, right? So there's gonna be a new road scheme that creates a link from Crew Road near King's Roundabout to Edgewater and the Grand Harbor area. So there are more changes already in the works that are coming. So this folks is not being done in isolation. Is this calling me this time of morning? Good morning, caller. Yes, I'm live in the radio right now. Are you trying to get on air? Okay, dental. All right, very good. Thank you. All right, bye bye. Uh huh. So, um. So this uh, plans are now in place for an eventual connection to Selkirk Drive and the Prospect area. When completed, the road will provide an alternative parallel alignment to Crew Road from the CUC roundabout to Red Bay roundabout. I mean, listen, this was already gazetted. Uh-huh. As boundary plan 637, constructions is supposed to be 2022 to 2023. Approximate cost of $3 million. 2023? Well, when's it going to get started, honey, Jill? Can we hurry up and get this connected going? So 
listen, this is why I say we're, we're not the experts. I am not the expert. I don't know every roadway and all the plans that they have going on and blah, blah, blah. That's why I say, let us lean on the understanding of the NRA to say they know what they're doing. Okay. They've released videos trying to explain it. We'll get them to do another interview. Here's the CUC roundabout and King's connector. So that whole area, yes, changes are coming. That whole area is going to be changed up. If you really want to stay abreast of what the NRA is doing, please go to their website. I will give you all the links. There's a section called projects. And under the projects, you can see the things that have been in the works. And there's quite a few, honey, Chia, um, that have been in the works for quite some time. They don't jump up and make such changes overnight. And they've thought about these things. And I'm going to lean to their expertise and their understanding. So my vote is yes. Let's get it done. The sooner, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dean says Denny's right, but a traffic light would cost a few dollars more compared to not putting any light at all. I don't think it's a matter of the of the cost with the traffic light. I think to to suggest a traffic light that only does something sometimes of the day and not other times of the day, to put that in the worst, the second worst, because I'm gonna say L. Thompson's is the most accent prone roundabout, but to put that in the second most complex and confusing roundabout is a recipe for absolute disaster. I just don't think that the brain is gonna be able to comprehend it. Oh, now it's, let me check the clock. Oh, now it's this time of day. It's, it, we're gonna change up the rules. I said, keep it simple. Um, so uh, Mr. Waltero, good morning, says, where else in the world have stoplights before you enter a roundabout? Teach drivers to use it correctly, not like an intersection at traffic lights. I'm telling you, the, the, the traffic light thing is going to be super confusing. Um, Ms. Sue says the new people in the new apartments around there are the complainants about this matter. Actually, they are not. They are not the ones who are complaining. I see people all the way south sound who doesn't got nothing to do with them, really, complaining about this. You would be surprised who's complaining. And from the looks of it, it's really not that many people. So the, the majority of people are saying, do it. That's all I can tell you from what we've seen. We'll put up the poll on the website. Y'all can vote on the website and that's that. All right, good folks. I don't think we got through all of our topics today. We need to talk about this child molester. Um, Salvin Caballero, he's been found guilty of sexual assault in a very young child. I unfortunately had the opportunity to read the case file on this. And I'm glad that he's convicted. That's one less child molester in our roadways. And um, to be honest, I actually had someone, when we ran the first story, I had someone come forward and say that he actually sexually assaulted them while he was an EMT, like working. Can you believe it? Nasty man. We're going to talk about him tomorrow, so make sure you guys tune in for that. Uh, what else we had in terms of breaking news? Food truck robbed again. I, I suspect, like I said, we'll soon find out which food truck. Uh, I want to talk tomorrow as well. We'll do some court cases tomorrow. This woman's suing over the fatal crash. We can talk about that one. And um, the Cayman depositors left in the cold after Silicon Valley bank collapse. 
So if you had any money in that bank, you're not getting your money back is the bottom line. CMR has that as an exclusive story. So we'll talk about that as well. Mm -mm -mm. What a hot mess, honey chill. Some things just make you shake your head. All right, so that's what I've got for you. Um, we'll be back tomorrow morning with all of those and anything else, obviously, that happens today. So I've shared the link uh, there in the comment section if you're interested in seeing what the NRA has going on. Um, let me see. People need to learn to read and follow the traffic signs, uh, says this person. And I saw quite a few of you were upset um, about the teacher returning to Red Bay Primary. Oh, Lord. Oh, so this person says, good day. We changed the Grand Harbor. Could there be some discussion about pedestrian crossings for shoppers and staff using the public bus system on the main roadway? What is the alternative for persons using public the public bus system? This high-risk situation should have been foreseen by planning and NRA. Well, I tell you what, I don't think that because um, an area is going to create high-risk traffic issues, that doesn't seem to be a reason for that planning division over there to turn anything down, honestly. Hmm. They don't seem like they care. Anyway, folks, that's all I've got for you today. You guys have a fabulous day. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings.